0: audacity of our little rudy cat darting out of the apartment oh my to god, freedom yeah. when the shopping just came
1: god we're so lucky that we do live in an apartment building because if he ran out like onto the road or whatever i'd be so scared it's almost a little bit like you if you see him going to like run out it's not like, oh my god, grab him. Yeah. It's more just like, grab the or death. cat. Because he can't go anywhere.
0: Um, he tried yeah. though. I feel
1: like he darts at the door, but when he gets at the door, he's like, I don't know what to do. He
0: looks around to try and assess. Yeah. And that's the vital window of opportunity to grab him back in.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like snuggling under the blanket now. He's like, I oh, went on a yeah. mini adventure. No more tired. He
0: always makes the exact same type of exasperated me out when i pick him back up when he runs out the door i grab him under the arms and i haul him (laughs) up into the air
1: it was so funny when you brought him back in. he looked so cute he was just like resigned he's just kind
0: of like you got me
1: he doesn't even like squirm really. he just he's like fine
0: Fine." i used to not be able to pick him up i was so i think it's because you were worried i would hurt him but it's kind of like that, that with babies. It seems like unless you know the right way to hold them, you must surely be hurting them.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. A lot of people pick their cats up by the scruff of the neck.
0: That sounds dangerous. Because
1: that's like almost that's like it kind of immobilizes them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's like how the mamas carry the um, babies.
0: Do you remember that GIF we saw where the vet put a clothes peg on the back of? the cat's neck, and it pinched the skin there, and the cat just fell down because it thought it was being picked up by its mother cat. I
1: don't remember this.
0: I want to believe this was real, slash not. Now I'm starting to see alternate explanations where the cat has some condition that this (laughs) triggered. I don't know. I'm always thinking of ways that cute gifts can actually be somehow disturbing or nefarious. But this seemed pretty...
1: No, I think that was probably real. I mean, that is what You know, it is what vets do as well when they're, um, you know, trying to examine cats and stuff. If the cat's being, you know.
0: What, argumentative?
1: Lashing lashing out on stuff.
0: What I don't get is when the mother cat picks up the little kittens by the scruff of their neck, don't they bite through the skin? Like, how do they keep their jaws closed just enough to hold a small cat in their mouth, but not enough to push their fangs through the actual cat fur. Yeah, and cat I was flesh.
1: gonna say, well, it's the same as, as you putting something in your mouth and not biting down, but cat teeth are sharp, so yeah. I feel like, um, but I also I feel don't like I know how they do it. Yeah. I couldn't
0: carry something in my mouth further than a few steps without accidentally biting down. That's what I... Yeah,
1: they must be able to just do what we do, where we kind of, like, put our teeth together. But don't...
0: But don't, like... Bite, yeah. Push them in a
1: Yeah, They might al- al- also, also somehow not use their very front fangs. It might be, like... I know sometimes when the kittens are really small, they carry them sort of here, like, say... If I know <laughs> that the, the listeners can't The old that,
0: doing a hand gesture like, on a podcast. Think,
1: think of a little kitten floppy. Sure. They kind of pick it up in the middle of the body, and kind of the cat hangs down on either side. But of the then, mouth. wouldn't that
0: be put? Wouldn't that put more pressure on where they're? But being I feel held. like
1: that would that type of carry would be better to not pierce. But when the cat picks up the kitten by the scruff of the neck, you are just getting like a bit of skin, so it would be easier to pierce. So I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to look up some videos later of cat. Mama's As if you need an excuse to look up cute <laughs> cat videos,
0: I'm staging an intervention. I
2: love you're videos. gonna come into
0: the room one day. So it's gonna be me and your family, and we're gonna say, Samantha, could you, could you please sit down? No. And you're like, what, 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 what's going on? And we're like, we need to talk to you about the cat videos. We know about the nine <laughs> subreddits that you nine. admin. De- oh, all dedicated admin. to. I was gonna
1: say when when I hear... Cat- Adoration. When I go and read it, I feel like sometimes it is just like cat stuff. Then with like other stuff mixed in, rather than like it's like I'm going to a cat website with a few other things mixed in because I follow so Hashtag many cats and porn. Because there's like cat bellies, cats in sinks, um, cat bleps.
0: What's a blep? Oh, Do you want to explain that to the blep horror blep of our listeners? A blep when you
1: have your tongue like very slightly out. Not sticking your tongue out, but like
0: it's just kind of like a little at the tip of your tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushing through,
1: and that's something that cats do sometimes really does it sometimes and his tongue is only out like the very slightest a millimeter and you can like touch it if you're i don't
0: think you'd appreciate that
1: well he doesn't do anything when i do it so he i'm sure he he thinks it's fine he thinks it's fine he says "Mummy, you can do it he it's yeah. just
0: because you've given him a sedative
1: no this sounds horrible yeah.
0: my impulse is always to make it dark
1: what's wrong with you
0: big yawn big cat mother yawn yeah the
1: cats, I was like, going to say
0: do cats yawn, but that's a silly question because I've seen Rudy. You know, yeah, you know. In is. fact, cat yawns are disturbing in how wide they open yeah. their jaws and the way it pulls back all the skin on their face, so they yeah. look like skulls.
1: And you can see like the r- kind of like rib rib defect of like their roof of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Where it's all different shades of like whatever color that is. Um, Red. Yeah, pink and red, I guess. Yeah, cats are weird. I, I made me think when you said the other day, does he ever pant?
0: Yeah,
1: they do. Cats do pant usually when they're like really stressed out or like in a new place. Like I don't know if you remember when we moved. To London or from London, I can't remember, and when we were sitting in the car and he was in his little carry box, he was doing it then. It's not like a dog where he sticks his tongue out, and it's he's very like,
0: exaggerated it's like cartoonesque
1: it's like he doesn't really stick his tongue out he's more like
0: it's just heavy breathing his
1: face kind of goes back like all the fur and skin on his face kind of goes back, and you can just kind of see like his teeth and he's like. You know, I wish I could make a bit. gif
0: of you trying to recreate this with your own face. <laughs> it would go super duper viral. Yeah. And I would cash in on all those clicks.
1: I don't know that it
0: would. I think it would.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Do
0: you want to tell the story of Rudy going to the vet and the vet being the decidedly vet, The vet was a bitch. unsympathetic. Let's, let's <laughs> I was trying to tiptoe around the subject. A
1: bitch. Um, she...
0: Was this when he was a kitten?
1: No. He was a few years old, I think. Um I don't know what I took him to the vet for. I can't remember. But um she put... A th- he was doing fine. Like, he came out of the box fine. He was meowing a little bit. Were you there? No. No, this is... This okay. is before our union. And... um. Yeah, so he was all right. He was meowing, just like a normal as cat, a cat would, does, but he wasn't sure. really hissing or anything. I don't think. And then she like you know felt him, felt him, and just to this check, is getting dark as doctors do. Real and then sure, and then she she said she was gonna put a thermometer in his butt, and he like meowed, and as he might word. have hissed, and that's it. And then she was like, "Oh, he's just a little wussy baby. He's like a he's a wimp." Like, he, how dare he you mock? To-. And I was like, "What are you? S-? First of all, traumatized. Cat. Like, you're not gonna. I'm sure you're gonna. You know, have some kind of expression <laughs> when you go to the doctor and they have to check you there. You know, not that they put thermometers in your book when you're older, but, um, you know,
0: that's what you think." She was just
1: so... The way... The thing is, she didn't to really do it in, like, a funny way.
0: It was, like, mean-spirited, it was like, like, look yeah, at this cowardly it was kind cat. Of
1: mean, it was kind of mean-spirited. And I was already, like, distraught because I obviously thought something was wrong with him, which is why I took him to the vet. And it's a stressful situation, sitting there, seeing all the other animals. Oh, It's always so horrible as well, because I feel like whenever you go to the vet, you always see someone crying. Yeah. Like... You they come out of the room and the animals with oh, them, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it's pretty simple awful. to infer and the narrative. Just, yeah, so it's a stressful situation as it is. And and she this was woman just was mean. just
0: digging the knife into your ribs,
1: Yeah, bitch.
0: <laughs> I feel like you won't last very long if you have that very standoffish, unhelpful attitude of. Yeah. I mean, who would mock? A person's pet, as you're doing an yeah. invasive procedure on them. I mean, I get that maybe I can see a lot of scenarios where maybe she was tired, she'd just done like a twelve-hour shift and stuff like that. But
1: well, it I could see maybe if he'd like tried to bad. bite her or something, but he didn't. He didn't even like lash out. He just like meowed and hissed, and that was it. Um again, completely she, understandable. Yeah, she was just being a cunt. <laughs>
0: I like how you said it with trepidation and cautiously, but you yeah, still said it.
1: It wasn't very, there's was no conviction Yeah. behind it. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, so I really don't, that and the last time we went talking to the vets, which I think we talked about in a different podcast, I really will only take him now if, because there's, Often, like you know, cats can vomit, and it's you know it can either be because they're trying to bring up a hairball, or they ate too they fast, ate too fast, or
0: they licked some grease off the cooker.
1: Yeah, Rudy like
0: as Rudy. As soon as we finish do.
1: cooking, well, not as soon as because it's hot. That but, would
0: be horrendous. Yeah, while
1: we're eating, he'll like jump on the cooker and try to lick the cooker, and um, or something like that. So they can vomit for those sort of like normalish reasons. It's quite innocuous, yeah. But I am quite a like stressed out cat mama. Like even though I know he's he'll vomit and I'll be like, oh chances are it was just one of those reasons. I will worry about it. And um but I have to stop myself because it's very traumatizing for a cat and stressful to to like go out and like take him to the vet and stress is like a serious thing when it comes to cats because stress is usually what causes them to have like um, UTIs and things, especially boys. And UTIs are really common in boys. And that often leads to serious things slash complications slash death. Like that's what my first cat died of. And so unless there's something obviously wrong like there was blood, or he wasn't medical peeing. Medical assistance. Like that happened one time where he was, um, he wasn't peeing, and I took him to yeah, the vet. Yeah, that's not good. And then were you? I don't think you were there then either. Um,
0: I'm a newcomer. Yeah, I'm a he, transient.
1: That might be why we went to the vets. Actually, he wasn't peeing. And, um, was that the?
0: Yeah, good.
1: Yeah, be. and so they give you this like pretend cat litter it's like plastic. oh yeah
0: i was there for that yeah
1: yeah and um there might be a second time then because i think i actually had to do that with him twice when he was little <clears throat> to give you like the plastic cat litter so it doesn't absorb his way and then you get like a little syringe and you suck up the way and that's how you get this is how you gross the, on yeah. so
0: many levels but you've got to do what it's you've got to you do get the
1: pee sample and um yeah and it they gave him some medicine and he was fine, but that was a very lucky situation. More often than not, it ends up being serious. And so, unless something like that's going on, I'm not just going to be like, let's check him out at the fence because it's traumatizing.
0: <clears throat> and then sometimes the treatment they prescribe can be traumatizing in itself.
1: Yeah, because you, yeah, like when. Do you remember the eye yeah, drops? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: God, that was a trial.
1: God, this makes it sound like he's had loads of things wrong with him, he hasn't, but he hasn't. No.
0: They're just very memorable yeah, because yeah. it ends up being a big deal.
1: You basically have to he's not the type of cat where you can pick him up, put him on your lap, and he'll stay there. Unless he was already sleeping next to you, and then you scoop him up and put him on you, and then he might stay. But he's not like, you know, like a bunny rabbit or a hamster or something where you can or a dog where you can just say stay and he'll stay. Um Yeah, so you have to like scoop him up. And he's going to scratch you and try and bite you, so you need to... I remember, what did we do? We got, like, a towel or a blanket. We wrapped him in a
0: blanket, like a little sausage. Yeah, with his
1: little head sticking out. And then I think I kind of, like, held his eye open and you did the drops, right? Probably something like that. Yeah, but that's horrible. I'm sure it was traumatising But we had
0: to do it. He had an eye problem. Yeah. It's better than blindness.
1: Yeah horrible even just getting
0: him into his little plastic cat box (sighs) when we need to go out is such an ordeal
1: yeah he is so it gets harder and harder every time as well it really does I always think if there's like a fire or something, I will just grab like a towel or something and like wrap him up, in him in up. and take him out. Maybe if there's time, grab the cat box. But there's no, there would be no way of getting him into the cat box if there was like an actual fire breaking out and it was like right, you know. Do you remember when the fire alarm went off in our building?
0: Was this in London? At the
1: cloisters? Yeah.
0: No, I can't say that I do.
1: You don't remember. It was like, I think we were like, I don't know if we were quite asleep yet. It's like we were in bed and we were falling asleep, that type of time. And I think we heard maybe the sirens and then banging on everyone's doors.
0: They didn't bang on our doors
1: and like make us open it and talk to us. They just banged on everyone's doors and then went to this door. This
0: does sound familiar. And
1: then I think we could smell it. We could smell something as well. Uh, I was like getting him in the box, and we were like getting dressed, and then I opened the our door, our apartment door, and I don't know why we didn't go out. I think was someone, that a
0: neighbour that said we didn't need to leave?
1: Yeah, someone said something. I think maybe something. One of the as I opened the door, I saw like the the firemen and stuff at the end of the corridor, and they were like. It's a right or something I can't remember. Basically, the washing ma- one of the washing machines or the dryer had like caused a fire in one of the upstairs floors. That
0: was just the cover story. A meth lab actually exploded.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we didn't actually end up having to go out, but I remember I freaked out, and I'm actually usually good in like s- situations, but I freaked out and was like, "We're not going to be able to get him in the box." Oh my god! And you were like, "Calm down." <laughs>
0: I slapped you and said,
1: get a hold of yourself, woman. (laughs) So I I like to think I wouldn't freak out, but I clearly did freak out.
0: Well, those situations are so high stress. Um, And so if you make the wrong decision, it could end up with dire consequences.
1: I always think about whether I would grab things. You know, like if it's that type of situation where you have some time. And then I think, well, what would I grab? I, okay, I allow, allow myself to grab three things. Sure. But then you have to prioritize, and it's like, well, you know what I mean? And then a part of me, this sounds really stupid and shallow, but a part of me was like, I would grab like a bundle of my clothes. Oh, man. Because I've, for the first time in my life, I've had like an actual proper wardrobe of clothes um, instead of like four different outfits, because that's kind of what my life was like for a long time. Um, the horror. And, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but now I actually have, like... A spectrum. Yeah. And so a part of me wants to be like, I just want to put my arms in the wardrobe amassed... and just grab, like, a bunch of dresses. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, but that is something...
0: I, I would about. be displeased if... Our apartment building was burning yeah. down, and you were saying, "Here, Ryan, grab this bundle of outfits."
1: Realistically, after the cat, I think I would grab like the hard drive and maybe my camera.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I would grab—the external hard drive that we back everything up to, and maybe the photo albums because a lot of those photos aren't pictures. scanned into yeah. any computer, so if they, they burn up, they're that, gone forever. Yeah. I do sometimes think, like, because we've got like three photo albums. And I think I should just spend a few hours one day sitting by the scanner going through that tedious, laborious process of scanning each one in individually and backing it up. Because I do know that if... I mean, maybe not something as dramatic as a fire, but if we spilled something on those albums and ruined the photos, I probably would be kind of distraught. Aww. There's not that many photos of me from a certain period in my life.
1: I feel like that's what... that's like with me as well. There's pictures of me when I was a baby, pictures of me when I was, like, little. And,
0: and you then... were the cutest, chubbiest little baby. Let me tell you, <laughs> listeners, she was an award-winning little I was, smiler.
1: I was blonde as well, which is strange. but um, And I'm not blonde now.
0: In case if it wasn't clear to you. <laughs> and they can't. No one can see you.
1: <laughs> I was said, if you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um,
0: if you're not hacking into a <laughs> laptop's webcam, NSA officer.
1: But there's not that many pictures of me when I'm, like, a teenager. Like, a young teenager. Maybe because I did have a thing happen and I was really angry and I did that thing that you see people do on, like, movies. Oh, no. Where you get all the photos. And a and pair you, of scissors. Like, Cut them up. Oh, God. I did that. I actually did that. and Yeah. How many photos were lost in that destruction? I was like the 14-year-old who had, like, a disposable camera and would constantly take photos of their friends. Um, I don't know who, like...
0: You're going to say hundreds?
1: Yeah, like a hundred or more. Oh, man. Yeah. That's... I kept, like, two photos, probably. Um,
0: Well, at that point, you don't realise that they're going to be worth something to you later on. Like, you take a lot of photos now, and I'm I'm always like, why are you (laughs) taking a photo of me? I'm just sitting on the couch. But in 20 years, it would probably be cool to look back and say, oh, yeah, that was that time we were sitting on the couch.
1: It's funny that we're... uh... It's funny that we're talking about this, because it was just earlier or yesterday that we had to pick a few photos for something. So I had to go through the photos, and... Just on my phone right now, there's, like, 8,000 photos. And because there's that many, I put things into folders so that if I'm trying to find something, it's easier for me to find it.
0: Sounds fair. So say if
1: I want a picture of Rudy and you or Rudy and me, there's, like, a folder for that. So I was basically updating the folders because I hadn't done it in a while. And there's, like, nearly 2,000 photos of me, just me, on my (laughs) <laughs> and there's like 350 of you.
0: Oh gosh! Yeah, the but narcissism of that the millennial generation. I should say that, that there large. would be
1: more of you if you allowed me to take photos yeah,
0: of you. I'm not a very
1: but you're very like photo don't take a friendly photo of person. Of me. And whereas I'm like, I take photos of myself all the time.
0: Well, let's just be frank here, and I know you're gonna offer up your mock protestations but you are infinitely more photogenic
1: no this is a ridiculous thing to say you, you see, are really, i called it i called it really listeners. handsome
0: oh no this is going to devolve into sexy. a compliment um, battle let's not go down this path
1: it's just the nature it, yeah. you never feel fi- is i don't take f- I do think I am beautiful because I have. (laughs) I
0: love how you, for a second, you were like, let me be faux humble. And you're like, no, fuck that. They deserve the truth. Well,
1: it's hard because I have confidence and I have self-worth. And in order to have confidence and self-worth, you have to think good things about yourself. Yeah, sure.
0: That's not a bad thing.
1: I think I am beautiful. But what I was going to say, there's a wasp.
0: Have I got a story for you, listeners? <laughs> After we just stopped in a panic because my ever-vigilant co-host spotted what she identified in her fear Look, it was as a wasp. a wasp. Okay, I got up, mu- I pushed out, fetched the hoover like a <laughs> diligent, protective boyfriend. And I said, I'll get the wasp for you, don't you worry. <laughs> And you were like, get it, get it. And so I go over to the corner of the room where the wasp, in quotation marks, was first sighted. And I said, where's the wasp? Where is the wasp? You're having
1: so much fun (laughs) over there. Look, it turned out to be a ladybird, right? Let's just cut to the chase. But in my defence...
0: What is your defence? We have
1: spotlights. That's our lighting system in this living room. And the spotlight that was on, right... If you look at the spotlight, you can't really see fully around it because the light is glaring. There was something flying around the light. And I really... Because there was, like, a yellowish colour, I thought it was a wasp. It also looked really big. Like, it wasn't a fly because I could see, you know. So, in my (laughs) defence, you know...
0: And so we freaked out. If
1: they do to be a wasp somewhere now and he's just like lying low somewhere, you're going <laughs> to I opened it. the
0: bread bin and it's just a full oh, yeah. hive. That's... 4,000 angry stuff of nightmares. Africanized bees.
1: You've never seen Candyman, have you?
0: I can't say that I have.
1: Why is it called Candyman?
0: Is it because a he name? sells candy there at was a was <laughs> There was a horror movie that I saw when I was little. children.
1: What are you doing? There was a horror movie that I saw when I was little. And I don't know why I saw it when I was this young. But all I really remember about it is that there was this, like, really scary guy who was, like, after people. um, And when he appeared, there was, like, bees or wasps in the toilet. And you had to say his name like Freenet. I keep looking over there. I'm really scared There's, there's no wasp. wasp. I am. Um...
0: It was just a
1: yeah, curious you're...
0: ladybird who I ventured think... in.
1: I think like Bloody Mary, you had to say his name like in the mirror or something. Was
0: it called the Beekeeper?
1: It was called Candyman.
0: You just said you just said you didn't know what the name was.
1: I said Candyman, but I don't know why it was called Candyman. Oh, I guess because of the honey.
0: I got lost in this yeah twisting, meandering tale of a eighties horror movie.
1: Do you not remember watching any scary movies like when you were like too young to be watching them? Yes. Like what?
0: So when I was, I don't know, a young teenager, I want to say like 12 maybe, maybe 13, I was at my dad's house and I think just on the TV there was the movie The Grudge.
1: Oh wow, you are young.
0: Which was one of those, they all kind of blend into each other, The Ring, The Grudge. It was basically creepy, bedraggled Japanese girl chases yeah. you and wants to eat your eyeballs yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I literally can't remember anything about it besides that. Oh, I do remember one scene though that stuck yeah. with me. There's a scene where they find in an attic, I want to say, just a person's lower jaw. Ew. Like detached and all bloody and mangled. That's horrible. And they're like huddling around and they're like, where did this jaw come from?
1: That's in the grudge.
0: Yeah. And then later on in the film, Mm. there's a woman, like... I want to say a woman, I can't remember. This has been a very long time (laughs) since I've seen it. But I want to say a woman walking up these steps towards someone or towards a security camera or something. And when she finally turns into view, they really milk the tension of, like, what is this? What's going on with this weird woman? She turns into view and she's completely missing her lower jaw. (laughs) So you can see her tongue and down her throat. And it was just that visual really stuck with me and yeah i should not have been watching this horror movie i don't i think i can't remember who i was watching it with i may it's very possible i may have just ended up turning onto like it watching it on to it and then just not realizing how traumatizing this crazy horror movie was going were to be. you scared yeah oh yeah oh, i was wow. terrified i was like okay. 12 I should not have been watching something like this. No, you should not. With crazy I feel like gore and most violence.
1: The horror movies like that though, or like adult films. Like I saw you at the age of like like below the age of ten. Like I saw all these movies. That's fucked up. Yeah, like I, well, there was loads of times when I couldn't sleep. Like there were a point there was a point when I was younger where we lived with my nana for like
0: And your cure for insomnia was watching horrendous horror movies? No, but because
1: we lived with my nana... scare you, witless. For a part of the time, I slept on the sofa. Okay. And she slept on the other sofa. And she would fall asleep with the TV on. So then I would wake up in the middle of the night and the TV would still be on. And I would just... I wouldn't even turn it over. I would just basically look at the screen and whatever was on it. And that's how I saw birds, how... I think I saw Candyman because she put it on, actually, one time.
0: It was a VHS?
1: Yeah, it was a VHS. Like, she had it.
0: The good old days.
1: Yeah. I also just think, for the most part, like, yeah, like, no one really, like, cared. Like, it wasn't a big deal if you watch a horror movie. You know it's just a movie, although it did terrify me. Like, I saw it at, like, age 9, 10, maybe. That fucking terrified yeah, me. I can imagine. Terrified me. Oh my god.
0: The problem is, you're like, at that age, you don't understand how it's going to affect you, and you have that yeah brave curiosity where you're like, this is kind of interesting. What's going on with yeah. this creepy Japanese <laughs> ghost girl? And then, oh, another scene I remember that really stayed with me and probably gave me nightmares for months afterwards. There's a scene where a woman's in bed. want to say again my memory of this is infinitely fuzzy because it was about a decade ago and she hears noises or something and she lifts up her blanket and looks down into it and there's just eyes and like something leaps at her
1: oh that's so scary and i'm sure that
0: for a long time afterwards every time i was in bed with the lights (laughs) off i would like cautiously lift up the covers and peer into the darkness expecting little Bright eyes to glare That's back horrible.
1: at me. You're right there about that curiosity because my one of my vivid memories is it was like ten or ten thirty at night or something, and the TV was on, and my mum and my nan were doing something, and I, and I think my mum was like just about to turn it over, and it was like the start of it where. You see Pennywise standing in the garden. That kind of like famous shot. They do this shot in Halloween as well, which is another film that terrified me. Um, where the the creepy guy or the bad guy of the movie stands in the garden amongst the laundry hanging on the like the laundry. What kind of? Oh god, yours? you're really
0: <laughs> struggling. <laughs> The washing line? Yeah,
1: the washing line where people hang laundry and then like he's standing between the billowy sheets and the person looks and then they look away and then they look again and he's gone. gone. Like there was that like creepy... Infinitely overused. Yeah, there was that creepy moment of like the beginning of it where he's standing among the sheets giggling. He does that thing where he giggles. And I was like, what is this? I've always had this thing where it's like I like to be terrified. But, like, just in the confines of, like, a horror movie, though. Not, like, you
0: know. <laughs> not being chased by an actual yeah, yeah, real-life yeah. stalker.
1: Um. So, I, I was straight away. I was like, what is this? I was like, can I watch it? And I, I knew that my mom and my nan were scared of clowns. I had not yet figured out that I was scared of clowns. They passed
0: it down to you. Because I was only, like, genetically nine or something. and something. Um, hereditary fear of clowns it's and clown-based fu- horror.
1: It's funny because my... Nan had loads of, like, figurines and ornaments.
0: Of clowns. And I think
1: one of them might have been a clown. Oh, God. Um, And they were all on, like, the top shelf of the living room. Anyway, so... You know what
0: that was? Just for one second. You know how you inoculate yourself against the disease by injecting a small amount of a dead version of it she
1: looks at the clown every night 10 minutes
0: every day she builds up her immunity i think my mom was
1: more scared of them than my nan was like it's that actual fear like fear for my mom whereas my nan was just like yeah they're horrible but wasn't phased. um so i they she was about to turn it off and she was like no you don't want to watch that and i was like I was like, please, can I watch it? Please, can I watch it? (laughs) I guess she obviously relented because I watched it. And then I remember also distinctly that going to sleep that night, um, me and my mom shared a bed, and um, she had to, like, hold me because I was shaking so much because I was really scared. (laughs) And she was like... I told you you shouldn't have watched it. Like not in like I told you so way, but like you know, it's okay. I understand. It's terrifying, kind of thing. And then, fifteen um,
0: years of intensive therapy later, uh, here you are with only a mild to uh, moderate fear of clowns.
1: And while we're on it, I feel like I have to get all these out because they're good, funny Please stories. Please do. Um, I really like the Scream movies, especially the first couple. And how many are there? There's like. Does four, you go up to like Scream fourteen? No, God, no. Um, I don't like the Saw movies on, like... Scream 14, colon, the
0: screaming <laughs> This time, the Scream's for real. The
1: Screamening or the Screamering?
0: It doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. So, I re- the first one especially is my favourite. And um, there's two stories about this, all in the same house. The first one is, I used to have, like, a little chalkboard, kind of like a child's toy, like, on a stand and everything. Um, but I had it. I'd had it from when I was younger. And we used to play, like, when the family got together, we used to play games on it, like um, Hangman, Hangman and things like that. Norton Crosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Et you know, those sophisticated games. <laughs> and um, so that was around. Anyway, I was probably, like, 11 or 12. And my brother's two years older than me. He was going out with his friends, you know, because he was so grown up. And I think I was going to be in the house. No, I couldn't have been on the house on my own. Maybe I was like 13 then because I was in the house on my own. And um, What a
0: difference two years makes.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why I was going to watch Scream on my own at 13. I'd seen it once before, but not properly. And so I wanted to watch it properly. And um, maybe I had a friend round. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so... Everyone had gone, like my mum was out for the evening and my brother had gone, and before I started watching the movie or halfway through the movie or something, I needed to use the bathroom. So I went upstairs and I walked upstairs and my blackboard was at the end of the stairs, I mean end of the hallway, which is at the top of the stairs, and written on the blackboard was like, which room am I in or something like that. Oh
0: man! Or like...
1: (laughs) My brother. I know your parents are away. Come and
0: find me if you can.
1: Yeah, my brother had written it, and I like, even (laughs) though like logically I knew my brother must have written it, and I knew his handwriting. Even though it was chalk, you could tell it was him. Like my immediate thought was like, "Holy fuck! Good God! What the fuck? I'm
0: about to be murdered horribly."
1: Yeah, that was really it. But then. A second time. <laughs> then a few years later, when I was like fourteen or fifteen, me, my mum and my stepdad watched Scream because I loved it. So I was always like, "Let's watch Scream." Um, and I don't know why, especially this time, because I'd obviously seen it before and it and it scared me, but it didn't quite have this effect. But I was terrified for some reason. You know, when you kind of scare yourself and you let yourself get caught up in things. So they went to bed and I was supposed to go to bed. And I was like, I can't, I cannot be in this room on my own. And so I went into my mum's room and I was like, I, ca- I can't be on my own. Like, you know, I don't know what to do. And so I slept on the floor of my mom's bedroom when I was like 14 or 15, just because I didn't want to be on my own.
0: In the safety of her radius of motherly protection. They didn't even
1: like put the light on for me or anything, like a lamp. It was like pitch black and I was like... And you
0: just curled up like a little... Yeah,
1: and just like...
0: Cute little rat myself
1: to sleep because I was... (laughs) That's
0: absolutely tear-jerking. I
1: was terrified, terrified. Oh my God. Yeah, I can
0: imagine.
1: I haven't watched a um, horror movie, really, that was, like, good like that. Because I've seen, like, one or two of the Saw movies and things like that. But to me, they're not scary. Like, gory stuff isn't scary. It's more like there's a killer room in about or the occasional supernatural thing will scare me. But I feel like for the most part, those things are kind of ruined by them, like, trying to show the figure's face or whatever, it always end up kind of, like, being ruined. You're always disappointed by the crappy
0: prosthetic mask they use. Yeah,
1: it's much scarier to me with, like, Halloween or Scream or The Strangers, which I always tell you about, because it's real people doing it, and you know that that could really happen. Um, And so those kind of movies scare me the most. Although I'm not going to say that, like, things like The Good weren't a bit scary, because those jump scares really get you but yeah
0: welcome back to the sam and ryan horror movie podcast I know. episode 452 <laughs> let's get into it
1: yeah. yeah
0: i know this is a segue but i'm very cognizant of how much this chair is squeaking yeah. as i fidget trying to get comfortable
1: i don't think it's gonna pick up
0: yeah no, you say that it. it's just you we get 400 hate mail <laughs> emails <laughs> For the love of God, edit out the squeaking. It's
1: funny when people comment on, like, weird stuff and then, like... So, like, if you're watching, like, a YouTube video and something is going on with the person in the video, like, they said the date wrong or something, then every person for the next 50 comments would be like, you know it's, like, it's now 2017, (laughs) right? Not, Not 2016. And even though everyone else clearly had seen the comments... They still feel the need to put, to like have their input of, like, you said it wrong. It's like a chain reaction. So strange. Yeah.
0: It's weird as well because I feel like 99% of the comments, maybe 99.99% of the comments on a YouTube video, are diametrically opposite to what the comment would have been if the person had been there. If it had been someone you'd known and they came up to you and said, hey, check out this cool video. I made. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Only 0.0001% of the comments are even in the domain of comments that someone would have said in real life. Yeah, yeah. You'd think I you think it would be at mean. least a little bit higher than this. that, but it is yeah. just a tidal wave of abuse and it, it's racism It's a
1: bit different if you're watching like the type of videos that i watch because usually they are kind of but yeah people do seem to go out of the way to like either say something completely irrelevant or to just criticize and that is very strange to me
0: isn't it weird as well and it's been a very long time since i've looked at youtube yeah because you comments. usually
1: like have like blocks on them yeah stuff, there's a you? i don't do that because i sometimes like to see the comments browser
0: add-on you can get which blocks youtube comments from view mm. when you scroll down it's just a white yeah, yeah expanse and i think that is the best way to go but what i was going to say was isn't it weird when you look and you see that people start having conversations that are about nothing to do with the video yeah that as if weird. it's their own private chat room
1: yeah.
0: They start debating the nuances of nine eleven conspiracy <laughs> theories on the Gangnam style video. Almost becomes those popular videos because they have so many people commenting on them, they almost each individual video becomes its own message board or forum yeah, type of so things.
1: I I feel as well, even though I'm not like surprised at how even though I know no, let me start again. Even though I know that people can be shitbirds, like it still does sometimes surprise slash shock me when you're just like watching, say, like I don't know, one of like the beauty YouTubers or whatever, or just like a super normal, a tutorial video, yeah. And then you look at the comments, and someone has just put like a really nasty, like disgusting, like comment, and I'm like. Whoa, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, who pissed in your fucking tears? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand.
0: That level of vitriol in response to something that's completely mundane and mm. unprovocative is scary because it, it, it is scary. seems to signify some kind of, I don't know, psychopathy. You're looking at this yeah. video of someone saying, here's how you curl your hair. And your response is, I hate you. I hope you die in a fire. Yeah. How dare you put this onto the internet? It's it's creepy. Like, they are the real life horror movie killers, yeah. if you see what I mean.
1: It's like, you ugly bastard, I hope you get raped. Yeah, It's like, what? These
0: are the people we need to fear instead of a guy in a hockey mask Ew. with a knife. It's these crazy, crazy people who have that. Insane reaction.
1: Mm, another thing is just like comments on like Facebook. Um It's like another situation where I know people are like this, but sometimes when I I don't know why I do it, but I'll see an article and sometimes I'll be like, you know what, I'm not even gonna read the article because I know for a fact the comments
0: I'm gonna be a cesspit uh, yeah, radioactive. So wasteland. I go to the comments
1: instead and I look at a couple of the comments And I know people are, like, judgmental and, like, horrible and cynical. But to see, like, certain comments, like... And I'm not really talking necessarily about people being shit like the ones on YouTube. But just being kind of, like, like prejudiced and, like, judgmental and, like, just really hateful and it's like you're a real person that's a real comment for someone that's a person who, sitting
0: like, in front of a laptop somewhere in the world yeah it's like who has family I and friends and a, a job don't to be
1: anywhere near people like that yeah. you know
0: yeah when you think about the fact that the person, sometimes you just get a comment where it's so clear that they've done everything they possibly could like they've really strenuously tried to articulate this in such a way that it will be as hurtful as offensive as kind of evil as possible and you just look at this comment and it like you said it's continually surprises you mm. like you think you've kind of got to that place of jadedness where you can't be shocked by it yeah. anymore but then you see it again and you're like that's a real person somewhere in the world and they're going to get up from their laptop in a second and go and have a completely normal civil conversation with someone nearby yeah and that's why it's scary because you know they lurk amongst us
1: yeah it is scary a comment that stuck with me that i saw recently and i can't remember what i saw it on but it was basically like um someone had said something like god will judge you or something um Or someone said something that God wasn't real. And then a woman came and she was like...
0: Those are two very different comments.
1: uh, Yeah, it's not really the point. The point is what the woman said. The woman was like, um, I'm not Christian, but the Bible says so. So they will be punished or something. And I'm like...
2: That's weird. I'm
1: like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and then I read the comments after hers and to see if she commented back to what people were saying to her. And she just kept reiterating, like I said, I'm not a Christian.
0: I've just seen the rule the book. The
1: Bible says it so. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you understand what you're saying? No. You're trying to kind of, kind of like almost be like there is a power that like.
0: I might I, not respect or acknowledge it, but it will but come I'm down also on you like a kind of bricks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know that, that was, yeah. it was so strange. You can't have it
0: both ways. If you don't like, fear some
1: yeah,
0: punishment from God, you can't say, well, you're going to get a punishment from God.
1: It was more just like you're a dumbass. Sure. Really didn't like.
0: That's a that's a fair response to that have, type of comment. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to have a sophisticated <laughs> criticism.
1: My problem really wasn't that she was saying there is a God and that they will, he will strike you down or whatever, or he will judge you and no one else can. It was more that she kept saying, "I'm a Christian and I don't believe in God, but the Bible says it, so it will happen." Kind of thing. I'm like, "I are, are you like?" Yeah. Well, she was like, just.
0: <laughs> do you need me to send help to you? Some mental it health was professionals, very weird. yeah. It was that very sounds weird. like a very, there were a few,
1: and there were only a few commenter. like one or two comments that basically questioned her on it. Like one person was like, Um,
0: WTF, are you talking about?
1: Yeah, and the rest of the people were responding to her as if what she was saying yeah. was completely true. And I'm like, I, I, I can't, I just can't.
0: Hashtag yeah. I can't even. I can't even,
1: yeah. I can't even.
0: So now that we've recorded a four-hour preamble, shall yeah. we get into yes, the... Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I, I do declare I'd like <laughs> to get into the the main event.
1: The main, the main event of the evening. That was a good impression. I don't think so. It sounded so good in my head.
0: I mean, you said what Bruce Buffer says. Yeah, well. Just not in the tone I or like accent. Hasn't he got his own podcast? With the grandeur. Everyone has their own yeah,
1: podcast
0: that's now. Yeah, Okay, go. Hashtag post-podcast world.
1: <laughs> what is it my mum said when I was doing a podcast? She was like, is it...
0: Verbal. Verbal. I think we've told this story before. It's a good one, though.
1: <laughs> that's it, really. I'm not going to tell it again. Okay, go. Our mums have
0: said some wacky things yeah, about have. technology.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, did I say tell you the thing... Your mom You're very
0: excited <laughs> and animated right now. Your
1: mom said that thing about the news. Shall I tell Did, that yeah, yeah, yeah. anecdote?
0: I can't <laughs> remember what was the context. You we were just talking to her about newspapers and she was saying, Do you buy newspapers? She was like, Well,
1: how do you get the news then? And, and you said
0: We just look at get it online. On the internet. And, she and then like, she completely deadpan, <laughs> non ironic, like completely literally said, You can get news on the internet. and why that's scary is because my mom is an intelligent woman yeah she is she has a laptop she has an iphone she has to go through 100 emails a day responding to people she is surrounded by technology in a way but then sometimes she'll say something that's just so technologically illiterate that you have to slap your head and guffaw
1: and i thought it was so funny and like my mom's not like my mom She's also, like, intelligent and uses technology and uses the internet for things. And I thought, like, that's not something my mum would say. And then the other day, she said, something happened, basically, in our town. And she was, like, she said something like.
0: What did she say? Do
1: you you get the news or something like that? Or do you (laughs) know what's going on? (laughs) And I was, like, yeah. Yeah. Like.
0: Of course.
1: I was, like, I know, like. Yeah.
0: More than you. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah. dare you try to My mom
1: turn Mum doesn't buy tables. newspapers. So unless she watches the news on TV or purposely reads Telegram news service. websites. And I don't get the idea that she reads news websites. She goes on Facebook and then watches probably the news occasionally on TV. And that's probably it. Like She's very busy and doesn't like, you know, because she doesn't read newspapers. She doesn't get the news from there. So I was like... And it made me think of what your mum said and I was like what the fuck like it was so weird
0: Sometimes you forget how that older generation yeah. really didn't grow up with technology It's very strange and startling It's
1: not even that it's technology I, f- I wonder what she was thinking in her mind like was she really thinking that I just don't know things like from a, like do I just Maybe they she think may have that we don't it.
0: Without but, thinking. Yeah.
1: But maybe also watching the news and reading the newspaper and stuff, for them, seems is like an old-time thing. Like, it's not something that the kids do. <laughs> like, she's
0: like, what is it that you kids are reading now? The yeah. hyper news?
1: Like, kids don't watch the news or whatever. Is it being
0: beamed right into your uh, neurons? God. Yeah. But yeah, it was just
1: a funny thing anyway that made me think of it. So yeah, give me the topic.
0: Okay. So, the first... Article I shall bring up before your appraisal is a super long form article on super. The Guardian. Very, very interesting. I read the whole thing in one go. It was very, just <laughs> so fascinating. And what are you giggling at?
1: <laughs> You're like, I read the thing in one go and I'm like, good for you. <laughs>
0: wow, in this add yeah. age it's no, quite were. a feat to read a super super long read article in one sitting sometimes but with no further ado you just made a gesture but- that no one were you banging a gavel <laughs> like you were a judge and that was your sentence i sentenced you to no further ado you're were- like having a seizure, you're giggling so much right now. <laughs> I don't
1: believe you just told them what I did. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> was that just
0: between you and me? I don't
1: really know. You know when you just kind of do and like private make a gesture,
0: gesture, and you
1: just you don't really know. You just it was more like a half like fist pump slash. That's even banging. more confusing. Yeah, I don't really know what it was, and then you just broadcast it to the world. Yeah.
0: I put you before a spotlight. I said, "Look at her and what she's doing." <laughs>
1: Someone's breaking the building. Yeah, it okay. does sound like someone's trying to yeah.
0: break down the drawbridge <laughs> or pull down the drawbridge.
1: I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest.
0: The point is, listeners, our building has a drawbridge. <laughs> I can't state it anymore, clearly. And a moat. And our moat is filled with kittens.
1: Dead kittens? They no, can't swim? They're
0: alive. There's no water in it. And the reason why the moat is effective is because no one will step on the kittens to get across. No one's going to wade through kittens if it means crushing their skulls with your shins. See? Do you see why the moat is effective? Mm. Can't stress this enough.
1: Give me the story.
0: I have a master's degree in moat building. What? Conceptual moat building. (laughs) Okay. So, the first article is entitled, London Bridge is Down, in quotation marks. Colon, the secret plan for the days after the Queen's Death. Yeah. And essentially, this is a piece of I guess you could say investigative journalism where this guy has assembled everything that's going to happen when the Queen of England finally kicks the bucket. Like throughout the whole spectrum of society how it's going to bring everything to a standstill and how there are all these super elaborate, super involved plans in every sector that you can possibly imagine that have been planned out for 20, 30 years in advance where everyone that's relevant to this process knows exactly what they're going to do and in some cases have done drills to make sure they do the right thing where they've just been practicing what they're going to do when the Queen dies over and over again. And it was just very surreal to read because, A, it's incredibly surreal that we have a monarch still. It's easy to forget that. And then when it's kind of thrown in your face and you're forced to confront that fact again, it just doesn't seem to compute that Mm. in 2017 a Western democracy like England, like Britain, could have a queen. And secondly, it's just crazy when you read how much is going to go into the period following her death to make it all about putting the society into this state of mourning, into this state of kind of exaggerated, dramatic grief. It's been so minutely planned out and everything has been accounted for and there's so much pomp and ceremony and so much disruption to people's lives that is just not even being thought about. They just think, oh, yeah, of course, everyone's going to need to spend seven days in mourning after is the Queen dies. It? No, but for the weeks or so after the Queen's death, it's going to cause yeah. these pre-planned disruptions to so many aspects of society.
1: Well, I would I just say I read some of the articles but I kind of gave up on the article. I don't know how far in.
0: The first Um, half is more interesting than the second half, I would say.
1: Um, But a couple of things. So he... So this wasn't something that was released. He found out all this information by investigating.
0: I think some of it is buried in publicly accessible resources. And I think some of it, if I remember correctly, it's been a few days since I read it. Some of it he derived from confidential interviews with people that are intimately involved in this process.
1: And second of all, does it say in the article anywhere about there being like a day off or something, that it will be that big, that everyone it will be like a day, like a bank holiday? Yeah,
0: I think it does mention that employers are expected to give people a day off or something like that. I mean, I would expect that that probably will happen in a lot of cases, especially if it happens in the middle of the day. It yeah. will be such a disruption to the workday itself that yeah. it's almost Especially if you live in pointless London. not to.
1: I mean, if you work in London, live or work in London, um, like in the centre, because...
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be pandemonium. It
1: will be like that type of like people stopping in the streets to like, you know, if there's like a TV or... People are
0: going to go into yeah. hysterics.
1: People will just flock to like the palace.
0: Weeping on the pavement.
1: It's crazy the amount of like. Maybe that's why there's still a royal family because I was going to say it's crazy the amount of like support and stuff they still get when they have like the Jubilee and like other things like that. And obviously, you know, it's a massive. Like, you've seen how like the palace is when it's like.
0: Yeah, it's tourist just. Tourist season. Completely swamped with foreign tourists. Yeah. A hundred feet.
1: Foreign
2: tourists?
0: The crowds outside the palace are sometimes, you almost can't believe it. Uh, That there are so many people that want to just stand outside the fence, not even get up close to the palace. They want to be, like, 50 feet away from the palace facade. That's worth it to them.
1: The palace is kind of boring looking, in a way. Especially because, as well, the gates are there, and then there's, like, a really long... Driveway. Like walk, driveway type thing. And then you've got the building. And the building itself is not really spectacular. It's like, definitely I feel
0: grand, like, but it's not that... Not
1: really. I mean, I feel like I've seen bigger... Sure, yeah. Like, I feel like the White House, which is like, I guess, America's version of the, you know, that's much more, like, grand looking than the the palace. Windsor Castle, however... Well, it cool. is a castle. Yeah, that's, I mean, geez, that's true.
0: If a castle can't do, can't make you stop for a second and say, "Whoa, yeah. that's pretty amazing." It's not a very good castle.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I think some people think that Charles is gonna not be king, but I feel like he's been waiting his whole life to be king. Pretty much, so he is going to be king. Poor Harry. I guess. He's never going to be king. Oh, no. Everyone's going to die for him. To My be deepest
0: king. sympathy goes out to him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to basically talk about how strange it is that we have a monarch and that no one seems to really care. I mean, the republicanism movement in England is so small and so marginalized uh-huh. that it's essentially a non issue. And in fact, it's even more than that in terms of if one of the major political parties came out and added the cause of republicanism, which is getting rid of a monarch and making it entirely a representative democracy, that would really backfire on them. I mean, people would lose their minds.
1: Yeah, I can't see how, like I just said, because they do still get so much support for things i can't see how there wouldn't be a royal family anymore like unless they all die like because you've got i mean and maybe it's also still kind of so popular and important because the queen has like outlived everyone i was reading how she's like outlived like 20 presidents or something
0: i don't think that wasn't 20
1: it was 10 but
0: (laughs) that would be 80 years i think it was
1: more like 10 but she has been the queen for like the fucking longest yeah. time, and so I I wonder if a part of the popularity and support really is just for her and not that there is a royal family. Although I guess you could then say that's not true because people went crazy when like little George was born and what's the other one called? <laughs> I don't know Charlotte, and I'm glad them? to not know. Um, well, you know now. Um, I'm
0: going to completely erase that from my yeah. mind in ten seconds. So that was my original was a thought, but measure. then.
1: But then people do go crazy over William and Kate as yeah. well. So um, it will be interesting to see how different it is when it's, a, when it's like Charles.
0: Someone as deeply unlikable and yeah. uncharismatic as Prince Charles with his wacky ideas yeah. and rampant buffoonery. I think people are probably going to call on the idea of having a <laughs> stoic monarch on the throne.
1: Will she be called Queen, Camilla? Or will he be the king and she'll be, like, the duchess still?
0: The article did go into this. I'm pretty sure that she's going to be called queen. So oh, there will be a king and queen.
1: Because he's not called king, is he? The no. Queen's husband. He's a duke of something or other. That's weird.
0: Yeah, I don't understand yeah. how all that stuff works. I'm
1: kind of torn. Do tell. On the royal family. A part of me thinks it's ridiculous that there's a royal family because it's like we're not in the fucking 1600s or whatever. Um, And also it's like it's giving authority to people that didn't earn it. Like they're just kind of like there and whoever's born next, they're also there and it's going to continue forever until someone does something about it. I don't know how that would change.
0: Hashtag Guy Fawkes. But then... Hashtag he tried. (laughs) Hashtag nevertheless he persisted. (laughs) <laughs> he did his best, okay
1: um, and then the other part of me and it's a small part, I'll admit, has a very straight it's like the English part, the very English part of me that still exists that has this kind of like weird like
0: Huck-home syndrome,
1: yeah, yes, actually, yes, because I don't like celebrate any of those like royal things that happen. But a part of me has this weird kind of like I like being English, and I kind of like this is that part a of world. the trappings
2: of yeah, like, being an English. And person. I kind
1: of like like that there is a royal family because it's it is kind of it's quintessentially English. Yeah, 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 English. yeah. But it is a small part of me. So yeah, I am kind of torn.
0: I just think it's so bizarre that you can't get people to care about this because people just have this idea that well it's just a institution that's been around forever and it's so steeped in tradition and ceremony and it's just become a part of the national identity and culture and we couldn't no no we couldn't possibly get rid of this we'll just sweep it over here no one needs to worry about it anymore and we'll just continue having a monarch until there's flying cars and we've cured cancer and we're going to Mars. But, yeah, you'll still be ruled over by a king or queen.
1: Why is there a queen? Because, you know, they're always saying how the queen doesn't interfere in Downing Street and stuff. But isn't that the point of a queen? Aren't aren't you there to kind of rule? Like you're the leader kind of thing, like a president or a prime minister? So then you could say, well, if the Queen doesn't interfere or get involved with politics, then the Prime Minister is the leader of the country. But everyone knows that the Prime Minister is not the leader of the country because I think if the Prime Minister was going to do something and the Queen didn't want her to do something, it wouldn't happen.
0: The Queen does still, at least in theory, retain a certain spectrum of power. In but they would never
1: say that, would they? It would never be Theresa May wanted to do something, but the Queen said no.
0: The Queen backhanded her yeah. and said, no, your place. Yeah. No, it would all be done behind the scenes. It would all
1: be like Theresa May has decided not to do that. Yeah,
0: you know, on further like, review, I've decided not to like this woman. countermand the Queen's decision. The Queen does have some vestigial power, at least in theory, in terms of the Queen is the one who declares war. If it comes to that. And there's lots of ceremonial functions oh. where, like, the Queen appoints people and she convenes Parliament and things like that. She has a lot of ceremonial roles where she does actually have, at least on paper, power. But of course, she wouldn't, or at least people don't expect her to exercise it in a way that's not congruent with this long running just come and give us the rubber stamp.
1: Sure, I do think it's silly and what dilutes that whole um it kind of just dilutes the royal family when they give like celebrities like knighthoods and stuff it's yeah. like what are you doing like this it's almost it's almost like a royal award show
2: pretty
0: much you
1: know and it's like what is this for why why
0: and also there's a, a lot of Political gift giving, where if you did something good for someone and they have a lot of pull, then down the line you probably find yourself with an OBE. It's It's very blatant quid pro quo, but people are willing to turn a blind eye because it's all ceremonial and it's all just in name only.
1: I wonder what I would do if I was like a film star or something, and then I got like I got one. What is it? OBE. If you had
0: any self respect, you'd. tell them to go fuck themselves i'd
1: like to say that i wouldn't accept because there are people that don't accept but then there's another part of you as like a wouldn't
0: it be great if i got this in front of everyone
1: it's like someone wants to give me something for being so amazing that's basically what it boils down to and it's like that part of you your ego wants to be like of course i'm going to accept that
2: you want to have those of letters want- after your yeah name. of
1: course i'm going to be the center of attention for a while while everyone talks about how i just became a dame or whatever like but i do like to think that i want to accept it because i, I do think it's silly when i look at it now i'm like oh that's silly and it kind of dilutes what the royal family is it's supposed to be like this really old like institution that's like still going strong and then you're fucking just handing out fucking medals the
0: problem is it can never be what some people posit it to be where it's almost just a garden gnome where Mm. it's just there for show the queen is just this woman who wears jewels and sits on a fancy chair and people come as tourists because they find it fascinating. It's never going to degrade to that point where it is purely, purely for show, where it's just window dressing on the tourism appeal of Britain.
1: Do you think that, that it's something that happens so that the Queen is actually doing something?
0: No, the Queen does... Many a thing. I'm
1: not saying she doesn't do anything, but obviously there's lots of things that she does that, like, most people don't get to see. Like, she does charity stuff and she goes on visits and, you know, not really only the people involved gets to see that. Um, But in terms of, like, you've got to see her publicly doing some things because otherwise why is she the queen and why do... You know, doesn't she get paid, like, via the tax or whatever like that's how they oh got yeah all she's them. subsidized like, exactly by so money she's sure. got to publicly do things that the public can celebrate in order to feel involved and like you know that kind of level of support and so i wonder if maybe that's really just all elite like why it's something that happens because it's like a big thing that happens every year or every few years or whatever
0: the fact that you can't even stir any outrage up about the fact that Taxpayer money is funneled directly to her and her yeah. extended family is just you don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. it it's so hard to shake people out of this ingrained sense of oh, it's just a part of being British like of course we've got a queen like who who cares about that? It's not important. People have just it has been the status quo for so long that I think it has reached a point where people almost can't imagine the alternative. Yeah. It scares them just as change always scares people. a lot
1: of royalists as well. Like actual, yeah,
0: active support for the idea of a monarchy. People
1: camp out for things. Like, you know how, like, people camp out for like movie premieres or conventions, or people camp out when they know, like, one of the kids is going to be born, or there's going to be a wedding, or they're going to be in the streets for whatever reason. And people, like, travel all across the world just to like people who maybe even come from countries that have royal families a
0: proud tradition of not having any oh we went in two different directions
1: well i think there's you know there's obviously a big portion of americans who like love the royal family as well that's like a thing
0: didn't your founders try to get away from this (laughs) Didn't they have some kind of quarrel or another with a British monarch at some point? There's also a t- shouldn't you be decidedly <laughs> called on the idea of a king or queen?
1: There's also like a like a really 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 really, really small part of me, like a one percent part, that is a little bit annoyed that there's not going to be another queen. Like, oh god, it's just gonna. No, I don't mean that there's not going to be another queen. <laughs> I mean, I mean that there's. It's not gonna be a queen, it's gonna be a king, so a part of me like a really small part of me was like, yeah, I've got a royal family, and I think it's ridiculous but at least it's at a least queen. it's a woman at least it's a queen, not a king
0: hashtag feminism twenty
1: seventeen <clears throat> but <clears throat> and this is something we'll talk about later, but that's the that's me that's the me that has to fight against that weird woman part of me that wants to just fight as a woman instead of fighting as a person
0: as a woman dot 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a weird identity politics mm. instinct that you have to try and quell if you can. Yeah, I don't know what else is really to say. I just hope that someday, and probably not even in my lifetime, people can be shook out of this subconscious civility where they don't mind being quote-unquote ruled over. And people can say, oh, she doesn't do anything you know, don't heap all this vilification upon her and the institution she represents. She's just a nice old lady you know benignly looking over us all and protecting us. I don't feel that way at all. Yeah, My response it. is, "How fucking dare you presume to rule over people? <laughs> That's honestly how I feel about it. I We're think so
1: mad then for a second. You um,
0: To put on that crown and to sit in that throne yeah, and to assume so that title ridiculous. is to implicitly say, I'm of a different calibre than you. It's right that I should be uh, raised to this insane heavenly level above you as if I am homo royalis and you are homo percentis. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I would like people to get... Slightly more incensed by the fact that they are essentially peasants.
1: Just out of movement.
0: There is a movement of republicanism, it's just dying on the vine, unfortunately, because you can't get people to care about things, even when it's as preposterous as this archaic, vestigial institution, which is an affront to any free man's self respect (laughs) and dignity.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's good to to go on a little (laughs) rant to get it all out.
1: Very weird.
0: It was weird being in London and seeing all that tourist fervour over this whole let's go and take a picture outside the palace and let's hope that we get a sighting of the Queen.
1: We did go, though.
0: Yeah, to see the architecture of the palace.
1: Yeah, I do love the fountain. Not to
0: fawn over the royal family.
1: I went to Windsor as well and that you know isn't that where she's supposed to actually live?
0: again uh, I, I take great pride in the fact that I'm not well educated about the comings and goings of the queen.
1: yeah but again, that was like I really appreciated the architecture because it was architecture <laughs> <laughs> architecture because it was um a castle. who doesn't have a castle?
0: Sure, like we said earlier, yeah something we can all agree on yeah castles are awesome.
1: And I was really visually um,
0: spectacular.
1: Really surprised to learn that all those guys in the um what's it
0: called? The beef eaters. Yeah.
1: They live in Windsor with the Queen, I guess you could say. Um, they all have a house there. Um so it's not like they travel from wherever in London to go to work every day. They live there. I guess it's kind of like a little bit maybe like being a part of the military and living on like a base or something.
0: Yeah. I think they are their own branch of the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird yeah. specialisation to go into as a budding soldier. I'd it's like so to put odd. on a ridiculous hat and uniform <laughs> and go and stand perfectly still outside of the Queen's abode.
1: Part of it is also giving a tour to strangers yeah. every day. like
0: Letting people come up and yeah. take a... St- picture of you like you're your statue
1: going inside and like into the castle and stuff and learn about it that was actually really cool
0: yeah
1: i love the fact you know how like you get like you know you see it obviously with americans more that whole like idea of like patriotism and like being really proud of where you're from and stuff um i like being english like but that's just me saying that in terms of like i know i'm privileged because i'm english like i'm from like
0: but you also enjoy the history and the culture and but no that was my point
1: like why i enjoy it so much is because i really like how old england is and and the history and like um
0: we would constantly walk past buildings that were older than the founding of america yeah
1: it's insane and you know I don't really have much to say about it, yeah. but like that so, was just my point. Like that's why I enjoy being. That's like the kind of part of me that's like, yeah, England kind of thing. But um, but that's really as far as it goes.
0: It's just unfortunate that because there's so
1: much cool stuff to like. Even when you just go to like graveyards, I know this is a really weird thing to say, but I do. You know, I have a thing for graveyards. I'm it's like
0: very macabre yeah. fascination. Yeah.
1: Like and you see like the gravestones and you'll be like seventeen blah 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 and I'm like whoa.
0: Here lies John Smith. Yeah. John S- father. That's the name you came up with. Robert Smith, His grandfather of John Robert Smith. Yeah. They only had like five male names back then. They just much. alternated them Everyone with each new related, generation. Don't you know? I guess. Yeah. Don't think that makes sense <laughs> from a biological perspective. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it would be a very viable species
1: but that's obviously how we started according to most adam and eve yeah Yeah. they just kept so everyone is related if it was just not that i believe in that but
0: sure but if you did but if i did that would be the logical implications what i was going to say was it's just so unfortunate that that whole national image of quote-unquote england has become so tied up with this idea of the royal family, with Mm. this endless celebrity culture over what is Prince Harry doing? Or look, the Queen went to visit this and isn't she wearing a quaint little dress? It's just (laughs) such a strange, disturbing aspect. And then when people say, well, it's fine, or it's justifiable that we still have a in-name-only royal family because of all the tourism money that they bring in. I just think that's an argument that's so stupid it's hard to even know where to begin dismantling it from.
1: Not only for the fact that because it's like... If they're saying it's because we're bringing tourists, they're constantly saying they have to make things better because it has to be up to a standard, so they're spending money to make money. And that's a dangerous cycle.
0: I just think... It is an outrage for a single pound of taxpayer money yeah. to go to this ridiculous...
1: Who's going to be on the Queen if she's not, there's no Queen? I oh, yeah,
0: gosh. How would we solve We're never that stop having logistical queen problem?
1: Never. Because when she dies, it will be, well, we can't take her off because she's dead because they're going to want to memorialise her. So, But Charles is going to be like, well, I want to be on a Queen because I'm the king, bitch.
0: He doesn't have a very aesthetically pleasing profile like the queen though
1: (laughs) she's got like this cute little old lady face
0: it is hard when you see her hobbling along on her cane it's not like i stare at the screen and i'm like i have this burning hatred for this woman in particular she's a feeble old lady
1: I think she's people. I feel like, like people are just waiting for it to point. die, though. Like that article was kind of that was part of why I gave up reading. I was like, "Why are we talking about this?" Like,
0: well, she is going to die. No, I know, but it's like base he, it on
1: you are kind of life just waiting for her to die, and I.
0: That is incredibly morbid. There yeah. was just
1: something really horrible about it that I didn't want to, you know.
0: As I was reading it, I was just struck by the absurdity of it all. How minutely intricately planned it's all been for like yeah. i said decades like literally decades people have had a plan in place where everything will become attuned to the fact that the queen has just died everything is going to get disrupted everything is going to be directed towards conveying that
1: it's weird how there were like all the countries that she's still like a head of state the uh, Commonwealth. yeah will be notified first like as if you're going to be able to control that today. Like no one's going to. It's going to get out, and as soon as it gets out, everyone's going to know.
0: And then we're going to have. Didn't you, King Charles? Uh,
1: King Charles. What a Is name. he
0: going to be? King Charles the first.
1: Wasn't? Hasn't there already been King Charles? I haven't.
0: Boned up on. the It royal sounds lineage like
1: there's already been King time. Charles, but
0: it does sound like something but that has happened. Isn't
1: it only. The second, the third, the fourth—if it's directly after,
0: no, no. Do you think there was eight Henrys in a row? Well, and that's who how we got to Henry knows, the
1: Honestly, who fucking knows? Um, yeah.
0: By the time we get to can't Henry you you'd think take the guy it. would be like, "I want a different name." No to one's gonna, myself. yeah.
1: No one's gonna like make him if if even if he is like King Charles the Third or something. No one's gonna make him like enforce that. So if he just wants to be King Charles, he will be.
0: Or he could take on a ceremonial real name. I doubt he's going to do he that. He could pick a name that has definitely not been used. Like... King Maximilian. <laughs> well, that's a pompous name.
2: Yeah.
0: He's a weird one as well because he completely disproves this other argument that royalists sometimes put forth where, like you said earlier, there's this separation between parliament and politics and all that stuff and the royal family Mm. as in terms of they're not supposed to get involved whereas when all of those black spider memos came out so-called because of would be king charles's horrendous chicken scratch handwriting but when they came out they showed direct instances of him trying to weasel his way into political situations and trying to exert very definite influence. Do you think he's and just And that's only the things we've seen. Do you
1: think he's just waiting for the day to be king so he can be like, oh, okay I'm the king. Uh no Prime Minister. Like <laughs> why do we even need a Prime Minister?
0: We're gonna rename England Charlesland.
1: God, it could happen. There maybe I would be riots in the streets so. then.
0: Well with you know I don't know. With the deeply ingrained culture of reverence for the mm, royal family who knows at this point i think
1: there's a portion of people who dislike charles they like the royal He's family but they dislike dislike to be sure everybody loved diana and he was dirty and so i sure. think the portion there's a portion of people who do like the royal family but dislike charles um yeah so i think he he wouldn't have as much support i think as, like, a William or the Queen. We'll see. Yeah.
0: It could happen maybe any day. Maybe we won't
1: see. If she's, like, 80, we could be waiting another 20 I think she's years. older
0: than that. I think she's 90. Yeah, maybe. Which but the Queen Mother
1: was alive until, like, 110 or something, wasn't it's she? It's
0: just a she matter of time. She, like, hung on. Time. I mean, it's always a matter of time, but it's going to happen mm. in the near future.
1: And I don't think the queen is ever going to be like, okay, I know I'm probably going to die in the next year. I'm going to, not, I'm going to give it over. I think she's going to be queen until she dies. Like,
0: there is a precedent <clears throat> for monarchs abdicating the throne when they get too old. I want to say there was a king somewhere in Europe who got so old that he abdicated the throne so that his son could take over. But again, you've got to remember that this mm. isn't 1600s but where I don't think, the kings want to hold yeah. on to their power because they don't really have any mm. in modern day.
1: But I think it's clear that she's not going to do that. She's, she's been the longest the queen end. or even the longest <clears throat> queen or king of it ever. And she's already like 90 and she hasn't given it up. So I don't really see why she would. Also, something... It god it's strange how like you can be so up on another country's stuff and then you're not really up on your own country's stuff. Um which doesn't happen I feel for many many people in many places. Um was the queen mother queen or was it a different queen?
0: Again I couldn't say. Because obviously I that haven't meant... looked into this very deeply. I don't think
1: it was because that would mean the queen mother was queen while she was little. And then, when she had Queen, her daughter, she became Queen. I think maybe, the, yeah, I want to look this up.
0: Yeah, we would just be <laughs> speculating <laughs> otherwise. <Yeah. laughs> uh. But just to illustrate what I'm talking about, I think maybe our international listeners will not get the very low level instinct towards reverence that the average person in britain has towards the royal family for me it's always been a case of things like i remember when i was a teenager i can't remember how old i was but just making a joke about the queen when we were in the car driving somewhere and my mom just turning around and kind of chiding me and saying hey don't say that about the queen it's very low level very low effort but it's Always there as an undercurrent in people, where they say, "Oh, I love our queen. Like, don't speak badly of the queen. Isn't she great? Like, isn't this a great cultural institution?"
1: And your mom's not even like a royalist. She obviously obviously likes the royal family because I know she's also met the queen.
0: That doesn't mean she she did that.
1: She I know she did that for reasons, but she was
0: excited. Like, yeah, to her, it
1: was an honor. Like, it wasn't like
0: because she was being recognized or something. Um. Not because the Queen was deigning to no, yeah, make her I know, acquaintance. I know.
1: But I also think your mum probably doesn't have any problems with the fact that there's a royal family. Oh, no,
0: she, for sure she doesn't. But
1: she's not She's not a royalist either. Yeah. So she's a perfect example of, like, that kind of weird middle ground of, like...
0: That's the majority of people. Yeah,
1: that's the majority of people. Whereas they my mum... I guess there's something about the Queen and my mum won't care. Like, she probably wouldn't even register that I've said it because it wouldn't be a deal you know um but my stepdad's a royalist um
0: like he actually self-identifies as that kind of
1: yeah which is, is weird because he's also bizarre. kind of into like satan and stuff like he's very like witchy <laughs> and like into satan and i feel like those two things don't get together
0: i like how you just dropped these two <laughs> <laughs> things and we're just not going to elaborate on it any further Yeah, i'm
1: not going to it to twice Um,
0: sometimes you've got to tease the listener (laughs) maybe 40 episodes from now we'll explain that in greater detail this is how
1: we get you to keep listening yep um yeah so yeah it's very weird yeah i think we've
0: exhausted all we can say
1: i I feel like we can't go with this conversation about me saying that i kind of saw the queen once
0: i don't remember this
1: Yeah, because I was like
0: Was this a private liaison between (laughs) you and Elizabeth?
1: Yeah, basically here, there's like a race course here where we are now. I won't name it. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Because our adoring fans will flock here and try and hunt us down house by house.
1: But yeah, there's a race course and something was happening at the race course and the Queen was going. And so all the schools in the area took their schools I guess took the kids to go and see not even like meet the queen but like see her arrive we didn't go into the race course um and watch whatever she was doing or anything like that we literally like walked because it wasn't that far from the school we walked to the race course stopped the entrance and took photos as she drove in and I had a disposable camera And somewhere, if my mum has still got it, there's an undeveloped roll of film.
0: Oh, God. And
1: it's just going to be the back of the queen's head. That's why (laughs) she didn't get it developed, because I think those were the only photos I took. Although there might be photos, um, the corgis were there. And they, at one point, I think one of my teachers called Mr. Unsworth I think I like
0: how you name dropped him. Yeah, I think he had
1: some kind of connection because he at one point was holding the corgis, which to me now one sounds rid- which to me now sounds ridiculous because I feel like they would never let the dogs that that out of sight. There must have been security around.
0: They wouldn't let but one of the great. I unwashed don't
1: remember it.
0: Touch the royal dog lead.
1: <clears throat> and then in my adult brain, I'm thinking. Maybe they weren't the corgis. They were just someone's dogs, and he was like, "These are the corgis." Like, so I'm saying, he now, you? yeah, like,
0: how dare you trick school yeah, children? Yeah, I was sir. only like, I demand seven recompense or, eight or something for when this it happened. deception.
1: Yeah. So I saw, I basically saw the back of her head as the car drove in. Like, I didn't even get to the front because of the type of car that she was in. You couldn't see into it, but when the car went past, you could see the back of her head.
0: I just always find it so cringe worthy when someone is like Oh yeah, I was there at the Jubilee. I saw her go past and it was like one of the best moments of my life. I saw her she wasn't even twenty feet away from me (laughs) in her bulletproof Rolls Royce. And I got to see her face and she was waving in my direction and it really made my day and I feel so special. It's just so infantile and so Where's your goddamn dignity? What's wrong with you? Where's your goddamn sense of pride? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know, it is weird. I don't know whether I was excited when I was that like I mean probably I was because it's like the queen and I don't really know anything yet from 7 or 8 and I was going to take a picture, but like I wasn't upset that I didn't get to take a proper picture, so I, I don't really know how I felt. Um but yeah, I thought that was probably worth mentioning.
0: And so you did.
1: Yeah, so I did. And
0: now it's committed to the public record forever. Yeah. I really want to develop that film now in case you got some crazy. I'm going
1: to ask my mum if she did develop it and see if she has it. But also, I feel like I'm going to look it up so I can find out when it actually was and what she was there for. This is not interesting to anyone but me, so I don't even know what I'm saying. Do you know
0: what I just had a thought of?
1: What?
0: I don't think I've. Um, no, actually, I know I've never been to something like that where the Queen is passing by or yeah. the Prime Minister is passing by or something like that in a motorcade-type situation. Yeah. But I feel like if I was one of those gawping fools lining the sides of the road as the Queen Easy. rolls on by, and I, if I was filming it on my phone or if I was taking photos of it, there'd be like this 1% in the back of my head thought where... If an assassination took place, it could be like my I could become the Sapruda of the Queen's assassination, where my footage is like becomes the iconic kind of representation of this event. I know that's a very No, I dark, know, but we do think
1: about things like thought that. To have. Just like how I thought recently and may have even said it on a podcast when we talk about Trump, like I feel like people don't try to assassinate leaders anymore. Like that's obviously not true because we also talked about in another podcast where one was assassinated in an art gallery or something. I don't even remember who that was. But
0: that wasn't a leader though. I
1: basically mean in fucking England and America. There's no assassinations happened in recent history. And a part of me like there's a part of you as a human, I don't want anyone to be murdered. I don't I don't even want Trump to be killed.
0: <laughs> well, that's big of you.
1: Maybe I do. No, I,
0: what a noble sentiment. No, I don't. To but like,
1: there is that part of you, of people, of some people, where it's like that kind of like
0: it would be chaos. Interesting it, to live is through. like
1: fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yes. When people talk about being through, there during yeah.
0: JFK's assassination, um,
1: it's very... and I feel like I am kind of just
2: waiting
1: to hear like the news story of like like people are waiting for the queen to die because it's like an event and
0: oh god then there's gonna be this whole where were you when the queen died
1: and in a way people live for events don't they they live for those types of moments that you're gonna remember forever and that is depressing but i also think it's true and that's why it is gonna be such a thing when she dies There's going to be, like, a new coin with the date of her death on. Like, there's going to be... A commemorative
0: one-pound coin. Her
1: funeral... It'll probably be her funeral that you get a day off. That's probably when it will happen. Uh, And then it will be celebrated every year. It'll probably be a minute of silence at fucking the time of death. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, there'll probably be a special ribbon or a special poppy or something. Like... You're going to have all – it's it's a new money-making thing as well because like, you're going to have all this new merchandise. This whole
0: industry is going to pop up to cash in. It's chilling, honestly, on the when you think about it. mawkish public yeah. longing for mementos.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well.
0: I think we've finally come <laughs> to the end.
1: <laughs> can't, I can't can't. Really we talk so much about that, really, honestly.
0: It still has the power to rile me up, though. I yeah. will say that. I, it used to that's
1: good. bug
0: me a lot more when I was younger, but you just get beaten down by how little people yeah. care.
1: I've got to say that, like, unfortunately, I am kind of one of those people because I am in the middle. There's a tiny part of me that's like, it's kind of exciting, like not exciting, but fascinating that we have whole family be- just purely because of the history and then, for but for the most part, I do think it's ridiculous, but maybe not enough to actually do something about it. I would definitely have to be roiled up, like, the, through this conversation, whereas you're definitely on that track of, like, let's Even fucking, in name
0: only, let's, I want to abolish this ridiculous monarchy institution. You know? And so, yeah.
1: That's a good place to end it, I think.
0: I think so, too.
1: Yeah. So what have you got for me?
0: Okay, so this is, as far as I'm able to recollect, the first time that a tweet has been the impetus for one of our podcast topics. But it is, I think, a good representative case study for the issue in a larger sense. And so I think it will be a good example to kind of kickstart the discussion. There's this guy called Colin Moriarty, who I'm sure. 99% 99% of the listeners won't be familiar with but that's fine
1: no it's not a character from Sherlock
0: <laughs> it does sound like yeah. it might be some kind of lost cousin yeah some kind of errant brother
1: I couldn't believe it when you said his, what his name was like a long time ago when I when I kind of came to know who it was I was like that can't be real
0: Instead of a life of crime, he took up a Uh, much more mundane profession.
1: It's a cool name.
0: He's just a guy whose content I've been following for a long time. I enjoy his stuff. I don't agree with a lot of his stances and ideas. He's a self-identified conservative, which puts him at odds with a lot of the things that I think. But I enjoy watching his stuff and listening to what he has to say. This is all just background information that's not terribly important. The point is that he tweeted something which brought down a firestorm upon him. And I'll read you the tweet so that you can see what I'm talking about. He tweeted a peace and quiet hashtag a day without a woman which is, on the face of it, clearly a very harmless, very tepidly quote-unquote edgy joke to make on that day of all days it's just kind of a dumb dad joke type of thing but unbeknownst to him when he made this tragic mistake it brought down a whirlwind of hate and condemnation upon him which was very surreal for me to see because it's such a Of all the things that could bring that type of response, this seems like the least likely out of all of them, the least deserving. But as I was going through his tweet replies, I saw that even peers in his industry were coming out and issuing these very sanctimonious, self-righteous responses of, I'm so disappointed in you for doing this. I can't believe you've done this. You're a voice in this industry. You need to do better than this. You need to set a good example. This is so unbelievable and upsetting. And essentially this escalated to the point where he felt like he needed to resign from the company that he works at and go alone. And I just wanted to talk about the whole... Outrage culture in general about how people become hyper offended at the most trivial, unprovocative of things and react with a completely disproportionate intensity of anger and abuse and vilification.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> this is interesting because I don't have a solid, I feel like I'm saying this about a lot of things, which makes me seem like a really kind of like indifferent, like...
0: You're so neutral.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I have like strong opinions on it. I just, it's, it's hard for me and I'll tell you why. So when you first told me about this, I reacted, I reacted as a woman. And I am a woman. Sure. And I'm, you know.
0: All checks out so far.
1: Yeah. I didn't. The thing is, you can react as a woman and you can react as yourself and you can react as a mix of the two. I reacted purely as a woman. My reaction was, well, it is a shitty thing to say and it's the little shitty things like that that let people know that it's okay to just say and do whatever they want towards women because saying stupid shit like that about women has become this kind of like everyday ingrained kind of like okay thing to say. Like the casual sexism that you encounter all the time. You know, it's just men, like the baseline. Yeah, men think it's okay to just say shit like that because it's quote-unquote normal. It's
0: become normalized yeah. in the culture.
1: And that's how I reacted. And I do... Just because I'm saying that's my female reaction, um, doesn't mean I'm saying it's any less valid, doesn't mean I'm saying it's any less what I actually do feel. I obviously do actually feel it because I am a woman and it's coming from me.
0: But that was your instinctive. That first was my flush instinctive
1: reaction. Yeah. Then when I thought about it and I saw the consequences of what happened, which is I mean, really we should go into that first.
0: There's not really much else to say besides that.
1: Well, he ended up having to leave his job, his but in part to do with that.
0: Yeah, his tweet. colleagues put out a statement, which was seeking to placate these baying hordes of people that wanted his head and wanted him fired, and essentially it just said, "This is not okay. This is not the type of company we want to be," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was just a very mm. mealy-mouthed kind of "We're sorry." are bad, please don't get too mad at us, which is a very understandable, albeit not justifiable thing to do as a company because otherwise you will just get eaten alive by this tidal wave of outrage. So you can understand why they did it on one level.
1: And I can maybe see why a company might want to do that, but it's you've also got to think when we say company, what we really mean is his three close friends that's who it was and that's why my reaction to the consequences sort of like has a different kind of idea than what my initial reaction was because I don't think someone who says that and then doesn't also really have a history of like saying shit like that I mean I'm sure he has said stuff on the same lines but he's not like a known kind of like misogynist like he said a stupid thing. and it was just supposed to be, like, a funny joke. Like, you know, that was clear, you know? It
0: was supposed to just be a silly, humorous yeah. comment.
1: What I am saying from, like, me as a whole person and my kind of, like, opinions on it, um, as someone who has an actual, like, identity past being just a woman, is I don't think that that... Warrants losing your job I don't think that that warrants losing friends I don't think that warrants The kind of hate that he was getting Being hounded on Twitter Um, Because I just don't It's like stupid It's really fucking stupid And you should also remember I am a sensitive person Like th- people Like when it I mean maybe you could say Well when it comes to you But I am a woman so it does I do count in this situation um, because I was going to say when it comes to other certain aspects of my life I'm very sensitive you could make like the slightest joke about something and I'm like no you don't fucking do that like that's not right and it's that kind of shit that people think it's okay and so I sound kind of a little bit like a hypocrite but actually um I'm not saying what he said was fine I'm not saying what he said wasn't a big deal I'm saying he doesn't Deserves to lose his job over
0: it. Well, I would just say, firstly, he didn't lose his job, quote-unquote. You can say that he was pressured, in a sense, but he chose to resign for very understandable reasons. He felt like he couldn't express himself freely without fear Mm. of, A, backlash from the wider audience on the internet, and also without the confidence of knowing that the people that he worked with were going to have his back... And instead of what they did, put out a statement that says, this is not a big deal. You're all completely overreacting. This is just a silly little joke that doesn't mean anything. You need to all go and get some perspective, basically. But also, I do agree with what you're saying. It's clear that there are some people who, under the guise of humor, say incredibly disgusting, abusive things. Where they're just attacking a certain class of people or a certain person in particular. And they are just trying to hide behind this facade of, oh, it was just a joke, blah, blah, Mm. blah. That's a completely different category because in that sense, it's not really humor. They're just trying to get away with something by using this kind of established get out of jail free card. This was... The, The thing is as well, I wouldn't even call it a sexist tweet because I think if you, especially if you understand... A, this guy, in terms of the types of things that he has said in the past, which contradict any allegations of sexism. But also, if you just look at it as a joke, it's clearly a satirical play on the fact that people will look at something like, quote-unquote, A Day Without a Woman, and say something stupid like uh, Peace and Quiet, as if women are shrill and loud and you just want to get some... And you just want to get them out of the way so you can have some silence. In a way, it's kind of making fun of the type of person who would say that. And I think that sense of irony is lost on all those very literally minded outrage mongers who responded because they don't, in a sense, care what the tweet actually says. They just see an opportunity to, in the eyes of their peers gain some pc brownie points they want to adopt this self-righteous posture of indignation and offense and issue forth this ridiculous cant about oh you should be better than this oh haven't we moved past this oh you should never make a joke about this it's all just pretending that you're really offended at what is a completely innocuous joke which a million sitcoms have done in a million forms and no one has batted an eyelid in order to gain some social cachet as like a person who stands up to someone who's sexist or a person who stands up to someone who's racist or whatever it is when really you're just blowing a tiny joke out of proportion
1: i think it's funny how people see things like a lot of people who were mad about it would be like to make a joke like that especially today It's like, how dare you? But for me, I feel like if he'd made a similar joke about women on a normal day, that's like gives more, that's more evidence to me that actually he's probably sexist. Whereas he made a little joke on a day. That
0: was the point.
1: Yeah, like that was the point to kind of like,
0: it was just kind of a playful jab yeah to be slightly edgy and to be slightly tongue in cheek
1: yeah so to for me it is strange like how i see it as less of a serious thing that it was on the actual day whereas other people will see it differently i'm not saying my way is the best way i'm just saying that's how i kind of came you know i to be honest i don't know like really that guy as well as you do um and I don't know if a lot of the people that were like hating on him like really knew but I got to think that like if they did like I don't know why he got the reaction that he did like it was very it was a bit you know what I think as well people do overcompensate when they get offended about things like it's like it's easy for me to attack right now, and so I'm gonna take all of that that kind of like pent up frustration about all these other like prejudices that I like, didn't respond to that I didn't respond to or couldn't respond to, um, and I'm gonna like really hammer it home. It's like when people talk about yeah, but it's these little things that we need to get rid of so that we don't have them as be to be these big things. But it's like no, you should be putting all that energy into stopping those big things because. The guy making a stupid joke on the day without women isn't the one who's like beating up his girlfriend or whatever because he's sexiest like so
0: but it's low-hanging fruit it's an accessible yeah, target yeah. for them and as soon as a few people have dipped their toes in the water in terms of criticizing this guy then it just becomes a dog pile where everyone sees essentially an opportunity to get a free hit in because so many people have already done it that you just become part of this larger crowd. And there's that diffusal of responsibility where instead of actually thinking through how much this little joke has offended you, you just see that everyone around you is saying mm. something in terms of rebuking this guy in the strongest possible terms. And you just get onto that train yourself because you know that you can benefit from adopting that posture yourself.
1: Mm. I'm not upset that people are offended. But I think if something offends you, like, really, like, does upset you or get you mad or annoyed, that's valid. But I feel like there are lots of instances where people don't feel like that. They feel like they should. And that's the kind of thing that I came across. And what I mean by when I say the me, the just the woman part of me. Quote,
0: unquote, as a woman. Yeah,
1: like because as a woman I have all these feelings that I think I should feel and I do actually feel them sometimes like I was really a bit like yeah well it is like shitty or whatever but I think you do really have to like isolate yourself and see how you really feel how are you going to feel if like how how would you feel if he said it to you? How would you feel if he lost his job? How would you feel if his friends all turned on him? Like, does it upset you that he really said that, or does it does it upset you that you don't actually feel offended, or does it upset you because everyone else is upset? And you
0: feel like you need to overcompensate. Yeah.
1: So you really like need to kind of ask yourself and. Um, I don't think I'm a bad feminist or whatever because I I don't really hate on the guy for what he said. Um because it just isn't like it just isn't It's just it's like get nothing. the fuck over it's it and get a grip of your blip life, on your man. Radar. What are you fucking worrying about?
0: Well that's the problem with identity politics in general. You end up feeling like you should feel a certain way, Mm. even if you don't, because it has become socialized into you that as a woman, I should be offended at this type of thing. And it just becomes this blanket indiscriminate response because you're trying to play a certain role, because you're trying to live up to a certain standard. And I think that can be very dangerous in the long run because it can divorce people's actions from the way that they actually feel about something
1: and obviously as a woman quote unquote i am offended by a lot of things that are like targeted towards women that are made fun of because you're a woman or whatever or that you are less than sometimes i am offended and upset and mad and i do kind of like react but then there just are things that like aren't don't want to say a big deal but i can uh, what i'm really trying to say is i can see it for what it is rather than just seeing it as what people have made it out to be which is this huge thing that's like makes him this like even if he does turn out to be sexist like and like you know what i mean like I still don't think that particular thing on that day w- warranted all of that.
0: Of course, yeah. Or well, a how is he gonna? Is he gonna come out with a statement? Lol. No, I actually do you know hate what women. I mean.
1: Like if he continues yeah. to kind of like do shitty things, like.
0: But I understand what you're saying in terms of. I don't even think this. When people say, "Oh, well, this tweet shows that he's sexist," I think that is completely ridiculous and needs to be rubbished off the bat because. The whole point of it is it's a joke. It's non-literal. It's ironic. The difference between actually saying something and joking about something in this context is he's saying it as a joke. It's not what he actually feels. And that's the whole point.
1: And that's what I was trying to say earlier. I think if you can figure out the difference, there are people that make jokes that, that, you know, not only make jokes, but become comedians so they can spew that kind of, like, hate. Like, all their jokes are kind of, like, about a certain type of person or they're all about women or whatever it is. Um, that's different. That's clear that that person definitely means at least some of what they're saying. And and I think it's clear that you need to be able to see between the two.
0: Yeah. Well, I would just say that I think you have a right to react to this or anything, however you want, in terms of how you feel about it. I actually don't honestly believe that people were really offended by this tweet. Like I said, I think they just saw an opportunity. They saw a means to an end. But if you were offended by it, that's fine. I think that's kind of a silly reaction, but such is your prerogative to feel however you like. What I would go on to say is you don't have a right not to be offended in terms of no one should be able to tweet anything like that. And I want to censor everyone that tries to. And I think that is what I'm trying to get down to, is that instinct. And I don't want to get into these ridiculous tribalist labels like SJW, which I think are just so childish and profoundly unhelpful but there is a growing subsection of people on the internet who are recreationally outraged who are looking for opportunities every day to take this self-righteous posture of we're supposed to be better than this i can't believe you did this you should lose your job you should lose your friends you should lose any standing or reputation you have in your social group and I will do whatever I can to hound you and to criticize you and to heap abuse upon you I think that is such a dangerous phenomenon that people aren't taking seriously
1: yeah I agree I think that's definitely a bad direction that things are taking. That more and more it's like you know such and such was like like an example is like oh, this was great, but did you notice that blah 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 Like, can you believe it? I never noticed it until now. Like, this, so sexist or it's so, like, bad in whatever way. And it's, like, the tiniest inconsequential thing that...
0: Doesn't have this greater significance that they're attributing to it.
1: You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of, like, mystery shows or, like thrillers or something where people have all these theories about what's going on and the theories that people make on the internet are always better than what the actual writers have come up with in their mind. And it's like you're building and building and building on top of all these things throughout history and now someone only has to say a one-line thing that is clearly a joke and it's like the end of the world. That's the spark that lights the inferno. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was that bad for you. And maybe it is that bad for you when someone you look up to or someone you like or whatever says that and it kind of turns you off that person. Maybe it is and that's okay too.
0: I guess, but I just find it very difficult to imagine a person like that. And that's why I see so much of the response to this tweet and to everything like it as so dishonest. Because if you are honestly going to respond to such a harmless joke like that and say oh you should never have made this you should be ashamed of yourself you should be better I'm so disappointed in you this is so sexist and offensive and if you're honestly sincerely going to say that then you are implicitly implying that you have never made a joke like that even in confidence even in a private setting to a friend and if you can honestly say that then I I don't even know how to deal with you, you must be some kind of robot, you must be some kind of Puritan from the 1700s and that's why I see it as everyone who says that I know is in a sense being a dishonest charlatan, they're trying to pose as something that they're not they're trying to take this holy than thou stance of oh I would never make a joke like this, I always keep on the straight and narrow and I never say anything that might offend anyone, when you know that If you could have access to all the little jokes they make as asides and all these little social situations, you would be able to find easily, easily mounds and mounds of things that are much more offensive. But they would then defend it by saying, oh, it was just a joke. I didn't mean it literally. It was satire. And yet they're not willing to lend that charitable interpretation to someone else's expression.
1: I think people are always kind of, like, more on the internet. Like, not everyone, but it it is easier to get offended. It is easier to get mad. It is easier to kind of, like, give a long speech about something. Another thing it kind of made me think of is that people do say shitty things about people without realising it. Like, that kind of, like... that. What we were talking about earlier, that kind of, like, normalised... Casual judgment, you know, whether it's like that girl's makeup looks horrible or that person's got shitty clothes on or whatever. Like people make these comments without really thinking about it. And probably themselves are like, it's not a big deal. It's just a preference. I'm like, you know, but you still said it and you said it to their face and it's like, you know, you don't think it's a big deal. And that's worse to me than this joke, than these little judgments and these comments that we all kind of like sometimes can say about other people. And I think that's worse. And so I do definitely think like, I can't imagine that person who's like, very sensitive and gets offended easily and like doesn't ever have those like thoughts or comments themselves like who's that person yeah exactly because i like to think i'm a nice person and i don't and that i don't kind of like make those judgments or like and i would never say anything horrible to anyone's face but i know that i'm not like this like angel saint who like doesn't speak because sometimes things you say things without realizing or you can offend without realizing and
0: yeah i get that to a certain extent i would just say that i am profoundly skeptical of this notion of quote-unquote microaggressions being this colossal disrespect that is pervading every aspect of society along racial and gender lines i think a lot of that is very overblown looking for things that certainly are there but are definitely not there to the omnipresent degree that a lot of people say that they are and then in terms of what you just said yeah of course when you especially when you are talking to someone that you know especially when it's in a private setting, when you know it's not being broadcast to anyone on the internet, anyone out of 7 billion people on earth who could look Mm -hmm. at it, you do have that sense of, I know I can make certain types of jokes, or I know I can make certain types of statements, because the other person knows me, knows who I am as a person, and knows that these things that I'm saying are just satirical. They're completely non-literal, they are oftentimes making fun of the type of person who would say this. And so you have that degree of comfort where you don't have to worry about someone jumping down your throat for every tiny perceived infraction of the social code.
1: And that's what it's important to differentiate between the two. That kind of satire and doing something ironically or um, is different to a person who constantly makes jokes about people's appearances or who does kind of make the occasional, like, slightly racist joke. Like, I think that type of thing is because they are slightly racist or because they don't like women or whatever. But I think the type of thing we're talking about is that kind of satire. It's like social commentary. Yeah. It's exactly. like making fun of, like, that's different. It's two different things. Because when, I mean, when you're talking about microaggressions, don't agree with what you said in terms of like... Do tell. There are like...
0: I would my- just say I don't deny their existence. I just deny the massive degree of pervasiveness that some people attribute to them.
1: Yes, but you've also got to understand that some people, for instance, like minorities perhaps, constantly face those types of microaggressions and that is how they are prejudiced against. Someone might not be coming up to them and saying, you know, you fucking gay bastard or whatever, like, but they are saying, like, little things like...
0: Oh, I didn't know you could be a doctor because you're Yeah, gay. like, you know, that's, would never a, have mi- expected that that's a microaggression. I expected that type of profession for someone like you.
1: And they might kind of hear 10 of those a day, every day. That type of thing is awful and horrible.
0: Yeah, I, I completely yeah. concede that that is a real I just wanted to kind of like make that phenomenon. clear. I would never <laughs> deny that. That is clearly a fact of certain social interactions yeah. when there's a power differential in some sense. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I, I just... I feel
1: really bad for saying... <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just going to be snipped out. Headline on <laughs> Huffington Post: Anti-gay it was just an Sam
1: example.
0: spews vitriol and hate towards minority group.
1: Yeah, I feel like you've made it worse. That's how it starts. I feel really bad.
0: That's how you get the outrage hounds on you.
1: Yeah. I feel like nipping at your heels. <laughs> I probably should say that I am a queer person, and so when I gave that example, it definitely wasn't from a place of hate. It was just an example. Because I know some people. You see, might...
0: this is what this happens. Is t- yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is what a perfect example. As a yeah, result yeah, yeah. of outrage culture, everyone is walking on tiptoes. Yeah, everyone is definitely afraid of everything they say being used against them in the court of public opinion. You can never breathe yeah. easy because there's always someone who is going to take something that you said that is completely innocuous.
1: Like, I really did feel like I had to say that yeah. as well. and That's I the do state hate, of play right yeah, now. Yeah, and I really do hate that that's how it's become. Like, I was just giving an example of, like, a microaggression or whatever.
0: But that's why it was so gross to see this particular example with the Colin Moriarty guy, in terms of it's so scary that, in his case, he has been making content, building an audience for like 10 years or something, pulling out work, consistently showing people that he's worth following, consistently growing people's understanding of him and his character. And yet he can make one tiny misstep if you can even call it that. And I would be very hesitant to even give it that label, but he can do that. And then the whole house of cards can come tumbling down upon him because There's this culture of, as soon as we can find a reason to burn you at the stake, Mm. you can be damn sure that there's going to be a hundred of us with cans of gasoline and matches. And he
1: actually thinks that's what happened in a way. Yeah, it was almost like because he does have like conservative views, and well, he is a conservative. um, It's almost like the industry that he was in, the community that was in, almost was just waiting for a way to kind of get him out because most people there are liberal or whatever um whether that was the case or not i mean i don't, I don't
0: think you even need to that may well be true i don't know i don't have an intimate perspective on that inside baseball stuff but even without that hypothesis you almost don't need it in a sense because even without that people are so trigger happy about turning on Mm. someone they always want the latest sacrifice on the altar of political correctness and you might be fine with it right now because it's someone else Mm. every week it's someone else it's someone else it's someone else it's not me but one day you may say the wrong thing and for whatever reason it may go viral or it may get this heightened degree of attention that you never expected or anticipated and then you will become the latest person targeted by this Mm. wave of outrage
1: it might not even be something that you say that's like really clear as day as well like there are so many instances where people can say things and in a way they're like a little bit open for interpretation do you know what i mean like they can be taken either way or you can read into it a certain way and then people can turn on you for that it's like you really do sometimes depending on what type of person you are have to like watch what you say when you're online or or whatever it is because because there is such a varied audience that someone is always going to read into it wrongly or they are going to be upset or offended Um, Yes, you've just got to decide whether you are that person that kind of, like, says what they want and doesn't care, like, or...
0: I think you are kind of obligated to take that hardline stance of absolute freedom of speech. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to end up endlessly kowtowing to these hordes of people who want to police how you express yourself. They want to have this... Very strict level of control of whatever type of jokes you make. It needs to be cleared through the political correctness handbook first. I think, unless you are willing to say, I'm going to completely ignore all of that nonsense, and I'm just, I know that I'm not a racist, I know that I'm not a sexist, I know that I'm not anti gay. And so I'm not even going to bother with all of those ludicrous people who are going to try and impute those motives on something I say that is completely innocent, which has absolutely no relation to any of that hatred.
1: Yeah. It's also just like levels of offence. It's like, you know, you could say something very subtle or... I can't really give an example, but
0: like this joke for example yeah
1: and someone like you know someone might be really fucking that's so sexist that's so horrible like how could you and then others are like it's funny like it is strange how people do kind of take it differently and that's why you're never going to you're all like you're never going to like win throughout the whole entire thing because if you if you are, like, you have an audience or you're putting something out into the world, there's too many people to please. Yeah.
0: It's impossible to perfectly toe that line. There's always going to be a moment when you misspeak or you make a silly joke without thinking about it mm. or you do something or other that can be interpreted against you. And then if you haven't taken that stance of, I'm not trying to placate all the people who could potentially get offended, you're going to end up regretting it because you will, in the end, have courted your own ruin by trying to play this game, which you can lose for no good reason at any time.
1: Yeah, I agree. People can be very fickle, myself included, and so people can kind of
0: change their mind. If you try to interact with this system of virtue where everyone is just trying to look a certain way everyone is trying to appear as this paragon of hypersensitivity where it's all oh gosh I couldn't possibly say something like that and I would never associate with someone who would make a joke of that kind it's just so false and it's just so phony and it's so transparent how everyone is jockeying Within the incentive structure of PC culture, for greater and greater levels of purity,
1: it's like it's like some people are operating under that kind of like this is what I this is my response if I were the person I kind of want to be like
0: or I want to be seen as yeah yeah it's all perception. This is
1: the identity I kind of see myself as, and that's how I'm responding or whatever like and i think a lot of people do do that that kind of plays into that thing we were talking about before about how do you see see yourself versus like what do you kind of like identify as
0: and it's all a risk of diminishing returns in my view in terms of for people to sincerely look at this tweet and say it's sexist or it's misogynist completely devalues the power and the worth of those words. Misogyny means fear or hatred of women. Do you know who is a misogynist? A rapist. Do you know who is a misogynist? A woman beater. Do you know who is a misogynist? People who commit female genital mutilation. Do you know who is not a misogynist? Someone who makes a stupid little joke. As an aside to the Twitter audience.
1: Yeah. I agree. And I think that can't agree. be overstated enough. Yeah. I because
0: agree. otherwise, we're going to get to the point where it's all just the boy cried wolf too many times. And when that crowd of people who have become self-appointed as the as the guardians of universal morality say, look at this guy, he's a sexist. No one is going to pay attention anymore because you've said it about such stupid, yeah. trivial things too many times. And no one takes the worth of your assessment seriously anymore. That is, I think, where we're heading.
1: I, I agree completely with you. I think things lose their power when people... If
0: you misuse them. Yeah,
1: I do. That's why it's when people say, like, pick your fucking battles. Like, we have bigger things to kind of deal with. And I do, in large part, kind of agree with that. Um, while you're worrying about combating it on the lower level, you're letting all these big things go by, yeah. like genital mutilation and things like that. Like, there needs to be, like, stricter laws and in terms of, like, domestic abuse and, and rape. And, you know, we need to fight those things. We need to make those things better. We need to make those things more concrete. There needs to be more help for people. There needs to be more education. People need to learn, you know, that that's not the way you operate. Um, but everyone is just so quick and it's so easy and accessible to just attack those little things constantly and feel like you're doing something amazing
0: it's a very accessible rush of self-importance where you can go on a 10 tweet rant about some silly quasi-sexist joke on twitter and it makes you feel like you're really trying to combat that in the world whereas something like the fact that women can't drive in saudi arabia People neglect to crusade against something as serious as that, something as dire as that and as world-shaking to the people involved because they'd much rather go for the low-hanging fruit. They'd much rather go for the easy, soft target that they can puncture with all these smears. And they are smears because when you call someone a racist or a sexist or homophobe or whatever it is, when they're not, that is you trying to use these words that have a crazy amount of power in our system of social appraisal. And you are trying to attach that to someone in order to shut them up, in order to discredit them, in order to try and exile them from polite society, if you will. Use that as a euphemism. But ultimately, it's just like any other type of mudslinging, where you're just trying to throw whatever you can, the most severe label you can at someone, in order to hurt their reputation in some way.
1: Yeah, that sucks. I mean... But yes, this is the way and of the world. This is the sense. state
0: of the Twitterverse, unfortunately. Yeah. This is one of the many reasons why I've scrupled against having a personal Twitter account. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with all this nonsense.
1: What do you say?
0: Hello, Twitter.
1: You know? it you know really bugs me, and I feel like this is probably half the world, and I might sound like a dick, but like. The type of things that people choose to tweet or choose to like say on a Facebook status sometimes really just
0: you can't believe they're saying it in a publicly accessible <laughs> forum.
1: No, that's a different direction. What I mean is, I mean, I'm trying to find the right words. It's, it's so more like,
0: trivial that you can't believe like they're people saying dignifying it with a tweet.
1: Oh my god, I can't believe I woke up at eleven a.m. today. It's right, so late. Okay, like what's the point? like you're boring me to death like what do you what do you why you make like not many status updates and this is one of them like what the fuck that's what you're using it for
0: i think the problem is people feel like they need to have a constant stream of updates about themselves but you don't have that much to say on some days because it's just a i'm sure i've Monday said equally
1: routine. boring things by the way i think it's just like, inevitable but like when it really in. does kind of just yeah
0: the social media instincts mm.
1: Them's the, that's just the way it is i guess i'm gonna say something else then you know your words don't really come properly
0: we've reached the point in the podcast where my stomach is done to growl <laughs> but alas we must forge on for we have one more yeah. mountain to climb we have one more topic to discuss Okay. Tell
1: me what it is.
0: The last topic we'll of discussion.
1: Yourself. Sorry, I, I <laughs> kind of was You're
0: serenading me. I've
1: got this like hairband, this hair tie in my hand, and it's like a apple green kind of colour. Not really apple, it's more like a lime green. And I'm like twiddling it in like between my fingers and as it turns, it's like I'm convinced that there's like water. An edge. What? What are you? I feel like about? mine
0: made a lot more sense than yours. No,
1: like you know when you get like the bubble things and you blow bubbles, you like stick the thing in the water and then you blow a bubble. And there's the ring, and for a second it's just water in the ring before you blow the bubble. And when I'm twiddling this thing, it's like for a second I'm convinced there's water in it. It's that mesmerizing. I
0: promise that I haven't drugged her, listeners. <laughs>
1: What were you talking about? She's just microdosing
0: with LSD. Yeah. Okay, so the (laughs) final article of discussion is on bostonmagazine.com, which is, if you can believe it, not a periodical that I habitually peruse. (laughs) I think I found this link through Reddit. and As you do. Yeah, it's a news story entitled Jeff Sessions, colon, Marijuana is, quote-unquote, only slightly less awful than heroin.
1: Well, there's a fucking quote for you.
0: And, yeah, there's some very choice quotes from the remarks that the new United States Attorney General made recently, which I thought I would bring to the fore. That's... And the quotes include... I realise this may be an unfashionable belief in a time of growing tolerance of drug use, but too many lives are at stake to worry about being fashionable. I reject the idea that America will be a better place if marijuana is sold in every corner store. And I am astonished to hear people suggest that we can solve our heroin crisis by legalising marijuana, so people can trade one life-wrecking dependency for another that's only slightly less awful. Our nation needs to say clearly once again that using drugs will destroy your life." End quote. So that's quite the strong worded rhetoric to employ. And I just read this and you can find equivalent statements from lawmakers on both sides of the pond. You can find them 10 a penny here in Britain too. And so, I don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, I basically just read this and just thought it was so surreal that we have people still talking like this in 2017 and how surreal it is that drug legalisation efforts are still only in their very earliest infancy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really difficult to know where to start. Like, first of all, No. And second of all, get the fuck out.
2: Like
1: they're not. People who say that weed wrecks people's lives, what fucking weed are you smoking? Like
0: Laced with PCP.
1: I'm not saying that people can't be addicted slash it then can cause them to make bad decisions in terms of they spend all their money on weed and end up not paying rent, get kicked out, lose a job. Like that type of, like, bad decisions. Not like it's going to make you fucking, it's not going to kill you. Like, and so I think people should be careful about what they say and the way they say it. It's not the same as being a heroin addict, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a crazy Where any, equivalence.
1: any kind of, like, any time you shoot up heroin or whatever, it can kill you not to mention that the types of lives that a lot of heroin addicts lead like that type of bad situation
0: it tends to ruin your life yeah
1: weed is not the reliably. fucking same and while there might be medicinal properties to heroin like you know like pain reliever or whatever there are way more health benefits or, like, medical benefits when it comes to marijuana. And so, yeah, I'm kind of a bit flabbergasted.
0: Yeah. It's a very strange and queensworthy statement to be making.
1: I actually don't think any drugs should be illegal, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be the point that I'll go on to. Even beyond Mr. Sessions he of the checkered supposedly racist past even beyond his clear and laughable ignorance about the distinctions between different drugs i just think it's so crazy that we are still in this state of affairs where if you choose to put a substance in your body or i guess more specifically to possess that substance that you intend to put in your body if it's A certain subsection of them, quote unquote illegal drugs. You can be taken by force and locked up in a cage for years and years and years with rapists and murderers and child molesters and wife beaters. And it has just become so normalized and so unremarkable to people. Because it has been the status quo for so long it's become very difficult to get people as outraged as they should at this ridiculous overbearing cruel tyranny on the part of the government, because it's just so ludicrous and so inhumane and so indefensible that you'd think people would be rioting through the streets each and every day at what a ridiculous injustice this is to inflict upon the populace. And yet, Most people don't give even one half of one fuck.
1: I feel like alcohol is more closely resembled to, like, heroin than marijuana. Because for me, when I think about marijuana being illegal and then I think about alcohol being legal, I'm like, how does that compute? Like, first of all, being an alcoholic can kill you. Your organs can shut down. Um, people do way crazier shit when drunk than they do when high. I'm not saying people, high people, don't ever do crazy shit. I'm sure they do. But there are way, way more, like, drunk drivers who kill people or, you know, I was drunk and I fucking raped someone. Like, you know, it's never like I was high and I did that. Like. To me, I'm not, and I'm not saying that alcohol and heroin are the same. I'm saying if you were going to say anything, you would say that. And I don't understand how alcohol is this amazing thing that everyone needs to be doing, and if they're not, they're so boring. Yeah. Like, is <clears throat> seen as this, like, normal thing, and weed is still this, like...
0: Crazy demon drug.
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's confusing. It's really confusing. And, like don't understand why it's illegal
0: well well yeah that's a good question when you dig into it you find a lot of mind-blowing shadiness like pharmaceutical companies and prison guard unions lobbying for things like marijuana to stay illegal and to have severe criminal penalties attached to their use and possession And so when you go down that rabbit hole, you see how a lot of people have incentives to keep this the way that it is. But I would probably say alcohol is, at least on the face of it, more dangerous than marijuana. Although I don't want to get too much into that comparative exercise because I think the principle in the absolutist sense that the government should not be punishing you for making a choice to put something in your body yeah. when it is your choice to do that. It's your body. You are the only person who should be in control of that. You are the only person who that concerns. If you are smoking marijuana alone at home, you are not hurting anyone else. You can debate endlessly with naysayers about how much you're hurting yourself. Maybe you are. I can't say for sure. I haven't looked into the science in a comprehensive fashion. But it's your choice whether you want to put something harmful in your own body. The government should not be appointing itself as this dictator parental figure who's saying we know better, who's saying we know what's best for you. We are going to make the choices to protect you and if you don't adhere to our judgments in that area we're going to lock you up in a prison that is just insanity which i don't think can possibly be justified
1: i agree makes me think of like stupid things like taking soda out of vending machines like people don't have any kind of like say in what they do or they can't take responsibility for what they consume like the world is like you know making all these things accessible and everyone's just going to consume it all and just like they're not going to be able to use their brain to kind of like decide what to do and obviously you can go down the road of like you know people who push drugs or whatever but like that's not the issue here like you know it's like one man's idea of what should be, and everyone has to follow. And if you don't, you go to prison for like the some Some of the like sentences, mandatory sentences yeah. as well for so, like
0: all the free strikes rules. for
1: drugs. Not even just like being like a crazy drug dealer yeah. who's like, you know, just earning millions, non violent drug we're, possession. We're, yeah. I'm really having a hard time saying anything intelligent but like I'm just I don't think it should be illegal I don't think any of it should be illegal I think what it will always come down to with me is that a person should have the choice that we are our own people and we should be able to decide for ourselves and governments and such are just constantly going to come up with more and more rules in order to control people that's basically what this is
0: exactly it's about personal freedom regardless of how you feel about certain drugs regardless of whether you would ever consume them or whether you'd ever want someone that you know and care for to consume them it's about being able to do what you want to do in the context of you making a choice about your life that doesn't hurt someone else. That should be completely uninterfered with by the government.
1: And people can say, well, trying to make the drugs or deliver the drugs or whatever, people are getting hurt. People are constantly, like, trafficked and stuff. But if these things were legal, that wouldn't happen.
0: Exactly. What would or be it the would point? happen
1: a lot, lot less.
0: Of having a drug cartel where you're profiting where you're profiting to a ludicrous degree over selling these drugs because the fact that they're illegal has hiked up the prices manyfold, what would be the point of doing that anymore if drugs were legalized because the prices would fall back down to the goddamn floor yeah. and even in a harm prevention sense, if someone is addicted to heroin, they want to shoot up heroin. That's just a constant that you can't really do that much about. And so the question becomes, do you want a scenario where they have to hide in a heroin den and share needles with other people who might have HIV or whatever? And they they end up using crappy injection techniques because they've never been taught how to do it properly. And they end up using crappy street grade heroin that is cut with rat poison and baking soda and whatever it is. All these different ways in which they are endangered by these Mm. unnecessary hazards. Or do you want a situation where they can go to a treatment facility and shoot up in as safe a way as humanly possible, Mm. where they don't have to worry about getting thrown into a cage because they have this problem, and it is a problem. It's just like any other dependency. You wouldn't want to throw an alcoholic in prison because they'd become unfortunately addicted to alcohol and become dependent on it
1: i just envision this kind of imagine if drugs were legal completely legal everywhere across the world and you could buy them like just like you buy everything else um or maybe you buy them at a pharmacy just like you buy other medicines over or whatever. the counter yeah Think of the types of facilities that would... There'd be, like, clubs specialised in this. There'd be, like, spas where you go and take heroin and, like, you know, they've got doctors there that can kind of check on Spars. you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, and obviously the, you know, the types of things I'm talking about would cost loads of money, but there would be lower-end versions as well. There'd be, like, cafes and, like, hangouts and things like that. And... I just think that's so much better yeah. than it being illegal, drug users and like small-time drug dealers or whatever taking up all the fucking space in the prisons and people getting trafficked and people...
0: Falling through the cracks that need yeah.
1: help. Yeah, and obviously heroin addiction is this horrible thing, but people can only come out of that when they're ready to come out of that. Yeah. And think of all the different ways they could kind of...
0: They didn't have to worry about being collared by a policeman.
1: Yeah, but all the different ways that could kind of be... Like I was talking about spas and stuff, that was kind of funny, but at the same time, there would be way more facilities to help people because it's like out in the open.
0: To push them towards quitting and recovery.
1: And there's this idea that, well, if it's legal, people are just going to think it's okay to take it. But actually, I think what you fail to realize is that a lot of people get into drugs because it's like this this secret like thing that you're not supposed to be doing Exciting it, especially if a person, activity. yeah, especially if a person gets into it when they're young, that's the type of like mysterious thing that surrounds it, and so I actually think. It's like when young people drink. They, they don't necessarily want to drink. They want to do it because it's this grown-up thing that you're not allowed to do. Like, and so I think actually that would come into play, you know? And that's what people fail to realise.
0: Yeah, if you demystified everything to do with drugs and you showed people in a very comprehensive, clear-eyed way exactly what using each of these drugs entailed what all the benefits were if there are some and what all the hazards and detriments were people wouldn't get drawn into using things just because there's this air of glamour or there's this or or there's this air of adventure around it they would start making more sober rational decisions about what they want to put into their body and that whole idea like you said of, oh, if we legalize heroin, then we're going to become a nation of heroin addicts. Everyone's going to try and everyone's going to fall down this rabbit hole is so <clears> idiotic <throat> to the nth degree because are you basically saying that the only thing stopping you from taking heroin right now is the fact that it's illegal? Yeah. That's that's
1: not what's stopping me from taking insane. heroin. Insane. Yeah. The
0: reason why you don't take it is because you know it's insanely dangerous and can completely yeah. destroy your life and potentially cost you your life. And so I just see that as such a non-starter in terms of a rebuttal.
1: So stupid, people's arguments. And while women might not be the most educated on all aspects of, like, heroin and... Um, Gladly. Yeah. Like, the people making these rules, they're also not the most educated. Because if they were, they wouldn't have such ridiculous views on, like... Not views, but like they wouldn't be able to make up such idiotic lies yeah. about like things like marijuana, you know they could have all the information and see that actually it's not so bad, but still decide they don't want to to support it, but I feel like people there's no rules where it's like no, you have to be educated in order to kind of like be in charge of this, and that's often not the case, and that's. Part of why it's so frustrating, because it's like, if you just knew the benefits, if you could just see that, like, the next-door neighbour that you know who has cancer, like, they they have weed every day in whatever form. Because it helps them. Because it helps them. Like...
0: They're going through chemotherapy and it yeah, helps replenish their appetite. Like,
1: there are lots of reasons why people smoke weed. It's not just, like, the stoner in the basement who doesn't want to do anything with his life although that's perfectly okay too. It's your
0: life to live.
1: Exactly, that's what I'm saying, and that's what it's always going to come back to. A person should be able to decide whether they want to do, like society doesn't get to say what
0: you You get to do do with your body or what you get to do with your life. Yeah. It's your choice if you want to hurt yourself. That should just be an accepted fact, but it's not there's this weird pervasive idea that government needs to step in and save you from yourself at every opportunity and that does so much more harm than good to say nothing of the tyrannical aspect that should be resisted on principle and what i think it comes down to is the older generation who went through decades and decades of being subjected to this brainwashing propaganda about drugs being the most evil thing in the world, how even the most innocuous of these substances will make you into a monster, will destroy your life, will destroy the lives of everyone around you. And they had to be shunned and feared and hated at all costs. I think it's gonna be very, very difficult for them to shun that mental conditioning and to look at things in a much more fact based, much more clear headed way.
1: I really dislike it when I really dislike the fact that if you're a drug user, you're automatically not credible. Yeah. Especially when it comes to marijuana. Because obviously, you know, Heroin addiction is different, you know, because it can, like I said earlier, it can lead to all the bad decisions of, like, I need more money for more heroin, I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Marijuana is different in that you can, I mean, and there are lots of high-functioning heroin addicts who still keep sure. jobs and, like, go through life like that. But marijuana.
0: That's a difficult crust to bear, though.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so marijuana doesn't have to affect any of those areas. It can just purely be, like, this joyous thing. It can be something that helps you um, health-wise, like we were saying earlier, with, like, pain or whatever it is. Um, And I hate that, that even if you are the, like I said, stoner in the basement and you're not using it for health benefits, like... How, how somehow it makes you less credible yeah. or like less reliable or whatever. And, you know, people have stories about like, yeah, well, my friend smokes weed and like he never remembers anything. But like, okay, but like that doesn't mean he's not like trustworthy. Well, there or might be that tons he of other lies. factors
0: that contribute yeah, to that. Yeah, and there
1: are other reasons. Maybe he's just not exercising his brain in other ways. And... I just, re- I just really dislike that. I've seen it a lot recently in different things where it's like, yeah, but he's a drug user, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I can't trust what
0: he says. Yeah,
1: like I don't think don't that that's true at all. And I'm saying this specifically more so to do with her, um, marijuana than any of the other drugs.
0: Yeah, the casual recreational use of a lot of these much softer, much less harmful drugs is just the same type of occasional indulgence as eating a good steak yeah you don't want to do it all the time and it's probably best if you don't do it all the time but it's an interesting peak experience to have now and again to explore your own mind and for example with things like psychedelic drugs they do have these capacities to help you gain an insight into your own mind to help you gain an insight into human consciousness and the branches it can split off into it can help you gain this sense of perspective and to see yourself in a much better healthier way and just to see the world in a much more mentally sound way and yet even though they have these potentially profound benefits If you want to try and take advantage of that to improve yourself or if you just want to explore with that, to play around with that, to see what's going on, to explore with your own consciousness, to explore with your own perception, you know that if you are caught with this, even though you are taking it in the safety and privacy of your own home, you can be taken by men with guns and locked in a cage. I know it sounds absurd when I say it like that, but that is at core the reality and again, like I said earlier, it just sometimes blows my mind that uh, it can be so difficult to to newly spark people's outrage about that each and every day.
1: Like, when you look at it, like, <clears throat> what is wrong with that person that they need to be in prison? Nothing.
0: Yeah, they're okay. not hurting anyone else.
1: They did something that was made illegal, and it was made illegal by people who have a view of the way they want the world. It's it's just about control. It's about, well, I don't want people to use drugs. Um, you know, there's like all these things linked to drugs and that's not the way we want our community to be. And so this person who uses that drug must go to prison because he's the same as the person down the street who murdered his kids. <laughs> like... You fucking it's so idiot. so crazy. Like, it's just really, really just doesn't make any sense in any version of any world. Yeah. And so I do hope that we, in our lifetime, see some kind of, like, real step towards...
0: Universal drug legalisation.
1: It's just, even if it is just marijuana... That
0: will obviously be <clears> the first <throat> step. On a long and winding path. Because I
1: think it is more kind of, like, it is more kind of, like, more kind of controversial and more of a big deal to be, like, all drugs should be legal, because...
0: But that's the logical consequence of holding the principle... That people should be able to do whatever they want yeah. to do with their bodies,
1: and because there is such a difference between marijuana and the other drugs, the hard drugs, I can see the why. Scary ones. Yeah, marijuana would be legal, and the other ones would stay illegal. Um, I don't. I definitely like disagree with them ever being in the same yeah. kind of vicinity of each other. Are
0: you saying that? Marijuana should be the gateway drug to drug legalization.
1: That's what I am saying,
0: yeah. Wow, that's profound. (laughs) Imagine that as a slogan on a t shirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have like racked up quite a number of t shirts with all that. Imagine that on a t shirt. We need to
0: launch a t shirt store.
1: You could just like,
0: we only sell it in one size infant. (laughs) We sell it as like a baby onesie. Those are always so cute when they have interesting captions or pictures on them. You're looking at me like I'm a crazy person. I
1: am a bit. Yeah, this is a weird thing for you to say. (laughs) Like a onesie for a cat.
0: I don't think Rudy would enjoy that. If you want to try and put clothes on Rudy, (laughs) and bear the cost of
1: good luck to me,
0: (laughs) endless scratches up and down your arms, you can.
1: I'd love to see him in some little, like, booties.
0: Some little mittens. Some
1: little mittens.
0: A little cover for his tail. Oh. Like a sheaf, like a sword sheaf. Well,
1: now you're just going too far. He
0: pulls it out when he needs to whip you with it.
1: He, how's he going to do that? You'd have to just flick it out. I off. don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Use your
0: imagination. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Food? I'm so hungry. Some kind
0: of... Philosophical matter.
1: I wonder if it's still raining. The rain was so pretty earlier. I love it when it's like that really harsh rain that like hits against the window. The pitter-patter. And it's like... The ugh,
0: aggressive...
1: Come to me, rain.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I sound like a crazy person.
0: We do enjoy when it's overcast and windy and yeah. rainy, though. That is our weather, to be sure.
1: I'm dreading the change. It's the first day of spring today, like officially, and... I'm honestly, spring obviously isn't so bad because you still, it's not hot, but any kind of sun I hate. So, you know, I'm just kind of dreading it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what were we saying?
0: Yeah. Shall we (laughs) venture back to our original point? Another point I would make is if you dissect this notion that, the government should protect people from themselves. You end up at this point where you're questioning why that can possibly be the case in terms of the government is just made up of the people. Why does becoming an elected official, a lawmaker, suddenly grant you this profound, mystical wisdom into what is best for people? It doesn't make any sense. They're no more qualified, not that they should have the right to do this, but they have no, as far as I can tell, heightened ability to decide what is best for people or what people should be allowed to do in terms of what is potentially harmful. And so you just end up in this situation of the blind leading the blind and it's completely impossible to justify or to legitimize.
1: Well I think this is this is gonna take us back to like direct democracy. Yeah. Where these things should be put to a vote and it should be one person per vote. Yeah. And, and we then, should just have it out. Yeah. And you should you should vote on it every maybe not every year, but every two years or something. Well
0: whenever there's a shift in public opinion about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There would like,
1: have yeah, there would have to be a significant you know, maybe there's it. some kind of petition put yeah. in and there has to be a certain amount of people. Like I think it's always gonna come back to that because until we get that yeah. leaning this way more than how it is now, it's always just gonna be like these old guys who like have outdated views it's not going to be until like maybe the generation now are in office, and that's going to be in like 50 60 yeah. years when all of those old people are dead and there's completely new people
0: say it with me folks i deserve freedom now
1: <laughs> yes so but even then i worry because <clears throat> people can be i worry because people can be they can live in kind of communities that, like, are outdated almost, like, um...
0: They never leave that bubble, that echo chamber. Yeah, so they
1: don't ever... That's why it's important people are kind of, like, um, socialized better, I guess, yeah. like... That exposed to they Yeah, they're exposed view. to, like, people from all over the world having all different kinds of views doing all different kinds of things, seeing that you can do this thing seven different ways instead of these two different ways and that you like this way. And it's like, no, I can't take it that way. Yeah. I'm going mad. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I do.
0: It's a good point to make.
1: But it's going to be like a good, I'm going to take it in forever, 100 years until sure. we get like that real Century. new, fresh kind of like generation and maybe that's when, kind of like,
0: that's the tipping point.
1: That's when things are going to change in terms of how we vote, and we're
0: finally going to reach utopia. You know, but
1: we're not going to be here. Sure, we'll be dead.
0: Enjoy it, grandkids. We laid the what? foundation for you who's with
1: having, our. Who's having the babies? Revolutionary you the babies?
0: podcast. I'm like a male seahorse. Yeah. I'm the one that has the babies.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> the point I was going to say was, I do think what you're saying is. Completely true. And I do think that when you consider that point, you realize that this whole notion of the people being governed by their consent is ridiculous. Whenever you see an opinion poll come out in a Western democracy about whether even just specifically marijuana should be legalized for either, sometimes it will be about medicinal use, sometimes it will be about full recreational use but whenever you see that it tends to be a majority of people who say this shouldn't be illegal anymore and yet no one seems to care yeah. no lawmakers will openly heed the fact that that is now the new standing opinion amongst their electorate I wonder what the vote because they're would be. only caring about their specific constituency mm. who would turn on them especially if they've got a more older-leaning, more conservative-leaning constituency. The only thing they care about is adhering to their outdated ideals.
1: I wonder what the vote really would be.
0: There's only one way to find out. Let's do it. I fear that I would be extremely disappointed by the outcome. Maybe I'm too naive about the liberty-minded instincts of the common man.
1: But if everyone had to vote... Like, so all those people that don't usually vote, all the young people, all the old people, like everyone voted. I do think it would be made legal. Yeah, I've got to hope that it would. You know why? Because I've got to hope that there's more people who think like us than the opposite. Because otherwise it's (laughs) hopeless and I don't know what I'm living for. You want
0: to have optimism in humanity. I think if you just say to people who are worried that well, I keep seeing all these stories in the newspaper about these teenagers who took MDMA at a nightclub and then they died. I think if you said to them, that's usually in situations like that because it was cut with something else. It had impurities because they got it on the black market and it was cobbled together by some inept criminal drug makers. If you said to them, legalization would lead to a pure form of each drug where you wouldn't have those incidental, Side dangers.
1: I was going to say that earlier. That's another thing that would kind of like change things quite a lot. You know, there are a lot like the people that die from drug use. It's like overdose, or they have taken something that's cut wrong, or or even maybe that it's too pure and they've taken too much. Like usually, that's how a person dies when they die from drugs. It's not. I mean, what do you think it is? It's because because they're taking it wrong or they're taking a bad source. And if it was legal, that wouldn't happen because the only trouble then would be that they might take it wrong. And like we said earlier, you would be educated because it would be this normal legal thing like alcohol. Everyone knows you're not supposed to drink fucking 20 bottles of wine and then like two big bottles of vodka like everyone knows <laughs> that's that that's some
0: serious overkill you know i think you'd be dead long before that yeah from you know what i mean though like poisoning. people
1: know that because yeah. alcohol is this mainstream thing
0: and so there's just that baseline of yeah. knowledge yeah i think if you helped people make smarter decisions about their drug use if they were so inclined to use drugs you would end up eradicating all of these completely unnecessary tragic deaths of people who just make a mistake or they use a bad version of the substance they want
1: like people are always saying and i don't obviously know the statistics but they're always saying like oh such and such died of a heroin overdose because actually they got clean recently and when they went to take it for the first time they took too much because their body had like acclimatized to that kind of like no level, right. low level. And it's like, I'm sure, obviously, that's not always the reason. And like I said, I don't know the statistics. But you always hear that. Yeah. Like, And these types of dangers wouldn't necessarily be there if it was legal.
0: They could go to a clinic and explain yeah. their situation and say, I want to start using heroin again. Can you help me? Can you give me some medical advice? Instead of right now where they have to scurry around mm. in the underground scene and go to heroin dens and just hope for the best i
1: I was totally thinking of like joint rolling classes when we were talking about getting help like
0: (laughs) how to use a bung
1: 101 (laughs) 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 i'm totally laughing just because memories keep popping into my head but i'm just not i'm not gonna like or
0: there's a gas leak yeah. We're slowly being poisoned to death yeah, by carbon possibly. monoxide.
1: Oh my God, don't say this. We need to
0: dictate our last will and testament right now. Right we need now. to get it on the record. I leave everything to Rudy.
1: <gasps> Who's going to take care of Rudy?
0: Um, well, a portion of my estate will be used to pay for a, a catminder. A portion of your estate? <laughs> <laughs> of Who my colossal we? assets. Who are we? Okay, I think we should okay, yeah. bring this to a close.
1: Clues.
0: The train is coming off the tracks. That, there are hundred souls. Why do on You board. have to take it to a place? have to place? preserve them. That's just who I am as a storyteller. Okay. <laughs>
1: it was a good one. Very.
0: I spun a good web I, of lies. <laughs> I was gonna say I spun a good yarn, but you went in a very yeah. pessimistic.
1: It's strange that we direction. often go in the wrong direction, like the We just opposite diverge direction, in complete
0: opposite directions. But yeah, we're
1: so compatible. It's yeah. like, I don't understand our brains, to be honest.
0: Hashtag wayward soulmates.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> on okay, my wayward son. You know that song, right?
0: I was not going to indulge you by continuing the sing-along. I'm so upset. <laughs>
1: You just left me hanging, honestly. Okay. so <sighs>
0: we're finally at the point where End you say some time. things about some things. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Some things about some things.
0: That's my super secret code word, <laughs> listeners, that you can't possibly crack. Don't even try.
1: Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Please, <laughs> Please share it with anyone else you think might like it um friends relatives colleagues dogs cats alike. illicit lovers new episodes <laughs> are released grave
0: robbing associates
1: <laughs> new episodes are released about two to three weeks after the last one we do um, our best okay we do our we do do our best we do do <laughs>
0: oh gosh we're coming off the, we're coming <laughs> no. off the rails They're pull it together of
1: a cha- there was a keep it together you can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all of the podcast services, or you can go to com. That's a r t a t podcast.com, which redirects to our SoundCloud page. And you can send any feedback or comments to rtatpodcast at gmail.com. Please. And
0: our PO box is <laughs> blah, blah, blah. If you'd like to send us yeah. samples of your oh legal drugs, can you
1: imagine? Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. O Tunes is that the new O J Tunes? Yeah. Here's and, how
0: I killed my wife. <laughs> on, the audiobook.
1: on <laughs> iTunes, which really helps podcasts. <laughs> which well is said. what we are.
0: Yep. <laughs> I know it seems like this is just the rambling notions of two madmen, mad women, mad men, mad persons. I Do I not look like a the woman? The politically correct version is "mad persons." Mad
1: persons. Mad, they they mad you. Oh, gosh, I've gone completely. Oh, insane. gosh, I the, need to save you from The lime green apple is back with the
0: committing further insanity with the water. to take. Okay. Oh, she's messing with the hair bubble yeah.
1: again. We're gonna, I'm gonna like <laughs> go into it. I'm gonna get sucked into the <laughs>
0: The portal. portal.
1: Are you gonna find a way to rescue me?
0: I'm mm,
1: gonna make a portal of your own. I'm gonna to do come it very
0: unhurriedly. I might enjoy the.
1: But what you don't know is that time passes differently in there. So while I might be gone three minutes out here, I'm really gone for three hundred days. Oh man! Yeah, so you better get finding me.
0: I'll be there within an hour or two at the most. I'm just gonna have a quick meal, gonna watch some good stuff on Netflix, and then I will be right there. I swear to God. She's pretending to be in the hair (laughs) bubble (laughs) portal right now.
1: So good to end it on. I just zoop and I'm gone.
0: I don't think people would have got that that sound effect was a cue of you disappearing down an imaginary portal to some kind of hair based wonderland.
1: You have to. I said zoop like three times and you haven't jumped in once yet to try and save me.
0: I'm afraid. I don't know what's on the other side.
1: Okay, I'll just be in here on my own then.
0: What if I tie a rope around my waist and I tie the other Uh, end to a door handle? So that I can find my way back.
1: You don't think the portal's going to suck the door handle in?
0: If it's that powerful, I'm going to utilise it in industrial settings. I'm going to use it as a extra-dimensional winch. I'm going to make my fortune off its pulling power. If
1: you come in to find me, will you bring Rudy? I'll miss him.
0: We could just leave him there. Make Here? our life a lot easier.
1: No. Cruel.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast. The music used during the intro and outro was kindly provided by Christopher from SoundsLikeAnEarFall.com. See you next episode.